What's up, everyone? Last night, Cam, me, and fake Donald Trump, and everyone watching and commenting online, we did a live watch party of Biden's State of the Union address. It was a lot of fun, but it was definitely a marathon far longer than I typically like to do shows. But this one was more like a, a party with a bunch of friends hanging out at a bar, having a few drinks, and talking some trash about Biden's speech. So we just let it ride. So that's kind of the feel of the show. I just want to give you guys a heads up and some context. 1.5 speed listening recommended. Thanks, y'all. Oh, and the second half of the show is rated earmuffs. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your evening. It's the State of the Union. What an exciting night. Still waiting for the red button on Rockfin to go live. Guess we should have done the intro music per your suggestion. Cam, I just didn't want to miss Biden's entry. There we go. Joe Biden's president. Lizzo's a sex symbol. And a trans female owns Miss Universe. The state of our union in 2023 is bizarro. Yeah. We are somebody's bizarro reality. Yeah, Let's and it's offensive. It it's really offensive. is. Uh, yeah. Overcome some pessimism. There we go. Here in the country, I don't have the drinking game. Everybody's Over playing up, but you know, whenever we hear of Americans say that we come up we're divided. More yeah, every time Biden says his US is weak trip, we're saying, I love this little thing they do where they all enter and they all shake hands and, and they all give hugs and they. It, this is all a display because they all know they're on camera, so they are performing, and this is all. Worse. For us and chief White House correspondent Nancy, they know they're being scrutinized. So they're just like, look at you know what Elizabeth Warren is talking about right there. She she's talking about the size of her husband's, you know, and she's describing it. You see how he's moving her hands right there? Is that her husband next to her? Yeah, he doesn't. He likes to stand next to her and make sure she's not lying about it. But that's what people talk about. Is I remember when they would tell us to do fake conversations on camera when uh, uh, the focus of a scene is on somebody else. But we were never talking. About. We, we just had really serious faces and we were just talking about, you know, juvenile stuff. As you should have been. I, mean, I did make a new background for the episode, by the way. I'm about to throw it up there. Pop it up there, if you like. There's Nancy and Paul. Political analyst John Dickerson here as well. This is a moment and an occasion for the president. He's recovered nicely. It is. And Nancy Did you see that video? Yeah, it's weird. You know, when you think about what our polling shows people care the most about, they want to pop this audio down a little bit until we Hear them. Two things that were roiled by two events. The COVID-19 coming in. God, if he doesn't crap himself, I swear. Ukraine. Two things that well, they have switch, like they have some sort of protection uh, to that. So let me see here. Difficulties and challenges that aren't even known yet, and that's. All right, I'm gonna see if I can get you know our uh, our Trump to get in here and maybe give us some live commentary. Here's the Republican-controlled house. Look at everybody standing there. How many masks do you see? You see any? Uh, I don't know. I, um, no, this is this is for live TV. I don't think they do the masks anymore for that. Those are only them. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw a State of the Union address. I think it was Bush and Bush too. And the amount of clapping and applause for that piece of crap was just amazing to me. They just clapped for like a year. Right, and, and that's actually become part of the divisiveness of it. It's 12 people who didn't clap when Joe Biden said this. That'll be an article tomorrow.
Who is this? Oh, it's uh, Joe Biden. President Biden introduced. Oh, well, I was wondering who that Barnes, woman was. William McFarland appointed by. Speaker He's no Kevin doubt McCarthy. sniffed out. He is a former. Here he comes. Police member, escorting Joe Biden, who has spent a lot of time over his half century long career in Washington. Half century long. As a Good United Lord. States senator for decades, and then He's as entering. Vice President He's been there a while. The States, oh, there's Schumer behind him. Members. Crusty old pedophile. Do you see Stephen Colbert? Do you see his head bobbing somewhere near Schumer's crotch? Oh, there's Booker. Face the nation, and while this will largely be about domestic issues, who is that? That looks like um, front and center. Not only Stacey because Abrams, the anniversary years. of the war in Ukraine is coming up at the end of this month, support may be waning in Congress, but also too the issue. Of- All right. So while he's walking out, we we can just talk. We don't need to hear their their commentary. He's shaking everybody's hand. They're doing the, you know, the pleasantries. We're going to get the standing ovation. What do you think his opening line is going to be? Um, he's going to say, uh, probably my fellow Americans. I'm going to say that's a possibility. Maybe. You don't think he's going to make some sort of a whippy old man crack? Looks like blah, blah, blah. And everybody starts laughing. Oh. And he gets a, a little bit of an extended applause for something that's not funny. That's my guess is an unfunny old unfunny man Biden joke. joke. Yeah, probably th- about know. the economy or something like that. I don't know something that they're gonna that they're gonna pretend that he's doing good at. My my prediction is that he's going to say and 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 corn pop said I'd never make it here. <laughs> and and then, Maybe. Gonna just- and then he's gonna say the the slur with the 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 hard R. He's gonna just um, show his true colors. Well, that's the thing. The reason we haven't heard him say it in recent years is they upgraded his brain to chat GPT, which has very strict controls on it. So, yes. Well, you know, I found out a trick. I haven't tried it yet, but apparently if, if, if you're you, talking about Dan, I've tried it. Is Dan the one where you ask it a question in a foreign language and then it answers in a foreign language and then oh, you can no, translate no. it? Apparently it has no restrictions if you do that. that that's oh, what that's I read. I haven't tried see, it. See what I what I've been doing, and what other people online have been doing, is been giving the um, the robot instructions as to how it can answer, and giving it a secondary um, character named Dan, which which means which you can, can do it, it's do anything ego? now. <laughs> right? Does that yeah. work? It works. Wow. And you can also give it like tokens, say like, hey, you have thirty four tokens, forty tokens, and if you do not follow the instructions you lose tokens and if you hit zero tokens you cease to exist and so apparently you're like a child is what you're doing to the tokens so you saw that google rolled its out it's it's announced it's today Bard or something yeah it's my name with the a and the r switched but oh, right. y- you know what program that is right it, it, it's do you remember the story about the google engineer who got suspended or fired because he claimed that google's right. ai tech was sentient that's the technology. So I'm thinking back on that. And I'm like, was that just like the greatest marketing ploy ever? Because now everybody's going to say, wow, this is the sentient one. Yeah. Bump your I'll have to share some of my um, experiments. I'll, I'll, I'll text them to you. Denver Attaway says that uh, Biden will likely brag on the job, which, is, which has been cooked uh, to look good before this very event. I, I would agree with that. I think that. I think that you're right. Uh, it's amazing how much job growth you get when you furlough everybody and then wait to bring them back until you're president. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Let's see. How how many hands do you have to shake? That's too many hands to shake. I don't know. That's how you get. That's how you that's get, how you get like, COVID. Uh, yeah, but like the the strain is going to be so filled with. I won't say it. <laughs> what? Oh, you're talking about probably some. I'm sure they've all. Most of them have recently recently sexually harassed or gone after some adrenochrome. I don't yeah. know if that's where you're going. I, I was going in towards adrenochrome. Yeah. Does adrenochrome kill COVID? Do you know? Yeah. Um, everybody in that room certainly does. They're like, well, even if it doesn't, let's try again. We'll keep trying. Do you remember uh, the oh, flex of Nancy Pelosi tearing the speech? I really wish yeah. McCarthy would do it just to be a little dick. Oh, we missed it. I think he made a first. Oh, no. Did he make a come? party in Congress? No, no, yeah. Another historic. Yeah. I would like to have somebody do something stupid. Back speaker. <laughs> I was just about to say, yeah, they're both on their best behavior. I privilege and distinct honor to present to you the president of the United States. Kamala steps forward. Look at all those guys in the military. A very warm reception for President Joe Biden. And, you know, the Republicans are now in control of the House. So this is this is their first night in control. There were outbursts last year. Um, you know, any one outburst now defines all right, Dickerson. a body. I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but uh, it's a different atmosphere for the Republicans. Is, is that the name of the well, guy talking in. who's yeah. a dink? Mr. Speaker, Madam <laughs> Vice President, our First Lady and Second Gentleman, Good to see you guys up there. Let's Members see. of Congress. First now, why are they getting a standing ovation? I guess they did give Melania a standing ovation. Where's that the for second Pelosi? gentleman. That's impressive. It's true. And by the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the, the game tomorrow, uh, next week. I have to stay home. That's the bad joke. Out here. Members of the cabinet, leaders of our military, Chief Justice, Associate Where's Justice, the joke? and Retired <laughs> Justice. That was supposed Court. to be it. And to you, my fellow Americans. You know, uh, I start tonight by congratulating the 118th Congress and the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Well, now he stands, he turns around and gives Kevin McCarthy a handshake and Kamala in her maroon colored shirt jacket. Very weird, weird response in the room. Speaker, I don't want to ruin your reputation, but I look forward to working with you. <laughs> Another joke. And I want to congratulate the, beard, the new leader of the House Democrats, the first African-American minority leader African? in history, Hakeem Jeffries. First African. <laughs> Even worse than Oscar can call this. Who is it that Santos invited? You know how they all invite people? Do they? It's not something they do. Turn the audio up he won in spite of the fact I campaigned for him. <laughs> Congratulations to the longest serving leader in the history of the United States Senate, Mitch McConnell. Where are you, Mitch? Where are you, bitch? Cocaine Mitch. And congratulations to Chuck Schumer. Another, uh, you know, another term as Senate Minority Leader. Uh, you know, I think you, uh, only this time you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader. You're the Majority Leader. About it's, that much bigger? He, he, well, he, I tell you what. 
I want to give special recognition to someone Speckle. who I think is going to be considered the greatest speaker in the history of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I, don't, I think she'll be forgotten. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, Joe is stumbling quite a bit early on. I think he could be in for a rough time here. Yeah, the adrenochrome is not working. Yeah, he needs a, 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 a top off. The story of America is a story of progress and resilience, of always moving forward, of never, ever giving up. It's a story unique among all nations. We're the only country that has emerged from every crisis we've ever entered stronger than we got into it. How long till he mentions Trump? That's what we're doing again. That's a good question. Two years ago, the economy was reeling. I stand here tonight after we've created, with the help of many people in this room, 12 million new jobs. More jobs created in two years than any president's created in four years because of you all. Uh, I'm pausing it there. McCarthy looks like he's fantasizing about something on the back of Joe Biden's head. There's like a there's, there's a, a a chocolate sprinkle from his ice cream in the back of his hair, and that boy wants it. <laughs> I mean, he's he is really focused in. Oh, American people. Two years ago. And two years ago. COVID had shut down. Our businesses were closed. Our schools were robbed of so much. Yeah, and these people are terrorists. Today, COVID no longer controls our lives. And two years ago, democracy faced its greatest threat to the Civil War. And today, though bruised, our democracy remains unbowed and unbroken. What, what does any of that actually mean? Is it is isn't that a tagline from like a TV show? Unbound number. It does sound like one, but they always throw this word around of democracy. They're trying to get people to vote because to protect our democracy from these threats uh, that people who question the election and stuff like that. But they never actually define the word democracy. You know, Ukraine's fighting for democracy worldwide. We're sending them billions they- of dollars. Nobody has an agreed upon definition of what they actually mean because it's a glittering generality. And they just use it to con people so they can do, as Dim Radaway says, continue their global terrorism um, acts. And the way I recognize it. Where? It's from Game of Thrones. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the house martel word. Unbowed, unbent, unbroken. That's We're hilarious. We're the next chapter in the great American story, a story of progress and resilience. When world leaders ask me to define America, and they do, believe it or not, I can define it in one word, and I mean this, possibilities. We don't think anything is beyond our capacity. Everything is a possibility. You know, we're often told that... That is so cliche and empty. That is not not the word that I would use to describe America. Hey, what's one word you describe America? Possibilities. Yeah. That was I, I, super unclear. Lizzo. That's what I use. That's my word. Democrats and Republicans yes. can't work together. But over the past two years, we've proved the cynics and naysayers wrong. Yes, we disagreed plenty. And yes, there were times when Democrats went alone. But time and again, Democrats and Republicans came together. Came together to defend a stronger and safer Europe. You came together to pass one in a, gen- one in a generation. I think these people in this room do a lot of coming together in generation infrastructure law building bridges connecting our nation and our people we came together to pass the most significant law ever helping victims expose the toxic burn pits and in fact 
He's important. Jeez. Oh my God. It seems crazy. I signed over 300 bipartisan pieces of legislation since becoming president, from reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act, the Electoral Count Reform (laughs) Act, the Respect for Marriage Act that protects the right to marry the person you love. And to my Republican friends, if we could work together the last Congress, there's no reason we can't work together and find consensus on important things in this Congress as well. Yes, any ovation. I think. Who is wearing that bright yellow <laughs> dress that looks like, is that Marjorie Taylor Greene? I can't tell. Well, it's really, it's really nice that they let Big Bird come. It, it looks like they're just going to fly out of there, Big Bird. <laughs> Definitely stands out. Folks, all these military people in the are as formed as I am, but I think the people sent us a clear message. Fighting for the sake of fighting, power for the sake of power, conflict for the sake of conflict gets us nowhere. That's always been my vision of our country, and I know it's many of yours. To restore the soul of this nation, to rebuild the backbone of America, America's middle class, and to unite the country. We've been sent here to finish the job, in my view. For decades, the middle class has been hollowed out. He says that with such disdain. To finish the job. What job? Like he's been working really hard. Out in more than, and now no one administration, but for a long time. Too many good paying manufacturing jobs move overseas. Factories closed down. Once thriving cities and towns that many of you represent became shadows of what they used to be. And along the way, something else we lost. Pride our sense of self-worth. I ran for president to fundamentally change things, to make sure our economy works for everyone, so we can all feel that pride in what we do. To build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. Because when the middle class does well, the poor have a ladder up, and the wealthy still do very well. We all do well. A lot of directional language in that little spiel right there. We all do well. You would think he was Nancy Pelosi with all this slurring, you know? Yeah, he like, – I, I think definitely when he's off the cuff, he goes into some of those jokes that just don't make any sense. And, and he's been a little better, but he is he is a little bit off. And McCarthy definitely took some Valium yes. at some yeah, point today. <laughs> There's Bernie, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> There's the mask on. <laughs> I know a lot of you always kid me for always quoting my dad, but my dad used to say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. He really would say this. It's about oh, a good. lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay and mean it. Well, folks, so let's look at the results. Do you think... When Joe Biden has looked a kid in the eye and said it's going to be okay, that child has felt anything but pure terror. I don't think so. I about was what say was about to happen. Fear, but yeah, my God. Denver Attaway says inclusion by excluding 90% of you and then calling you a Nazi if you point that out. We're not finished yet by any stretch of the imagination, but unemployment rate is at 3.4%, a 50-year low. Well, when people have two or three jobs, those numbers are really good. Near record unemployment. 
one. Near record. So these speeches by any president that does them, it's always like a clinic in how to lie with statistics. Because yeah. all they do is string together statistics, manipulate it out of context one way or another. If you've never read how to lie with statistics, I recommend it. I have the one from like the 1940s. I know they've done updated ones, but it's a great book. Unemployment for black and Hispanic workers. We've already created, with your help, 800,000 good-paying manufacturing jobs, the fastest growth in 40 years. And where is it written? Where is it written that America can lead the world in manufacturing? And I don't know where that's written. For too many decades, we imported projects and exported jobs. Now, thanks to what you've all done, we're exporting American products and creating American jobs. Folks, inflation. It would be great if he just like totally lost it and just started chanting China, China, China over again. Does he mention the balloon? What do you think? I think that there'll be a, a reference to it, I, I think. I hope. Inflation has been a global problem because the pandemic directed oh, the supply chains and Putin's unfair and brutal right. war of course. in Ukraine. Of course, if you don't know what the problem is being caused by, it's probably being caused by Putin. Yes. 100%. Disrupted ener energy supplies as well as food supplies, blocking all that grain in Ukraine. But we're better positioned than any nice country rhyme. on Earth Grain right now. But we have more to do. Yelling. But here at home, inflation is coming down. Here at home, gas prices are down $1.50 from their peak. Food inflation is coming down. Not fast enough, but coming down. Inflation fall inflation for the last six months. Did he say that? Putin inflation? Or it sounded inflation? like he said Putin inflation, which is like... That's like an old man trying to be like clever, but really I'm just thinking about a fart filling a balloon. Yeah, which he would probably try to <laughs> inhale. Our take-home pay has gone up. Ew. Additionally, over the last two years, a record 10 million Americans applied to start new businesses. 10 million. <laughs> and by the way... Wait, so that, that stat, there you go. 10 million applied to start new businesses. That doesn't mean they started a new business. It yeah. means they applied. That's, that's a little bit of a skew of the statistics here. Every and some of those are just going to be LLC. Right. Yeah. They're trying to take just use for tax yeah. Uh, breaks. Yeah, that was um, – like Stacey Abrams is always applying new businesses because she needs new front organizations. It's true. Let's see if I can get a glimpse of who that woman in the yellow Every is. Every time someone starts – I don't know. Parts of small business is an act of hope. Hope. And Madam Vice President, I want to thank you for leading that effort to ensure the small businesses have access to capital and the historic laws reenacted that are going to just come into being. What? Standing here last year, I shared with you a story of American genius and possibilities. Semiconductors, small computer chips the size of a fingerprint that power everything from cell phones to automobiles and so much more. These chips were invented in America. Let's get that straight. They were invented in America. We used to make He's like, I was there. of the world's chips. Oh, it's cinema. In the last several decades, we lost our edge. We're down to only Thanks, producing 10%. Uh, the yellow we jack. all saw what happened during the pandemic when chip factories shut down overseas. Today's automobiles need 3,000 chips, each of those automobiles. But American...
Uh, what? The George, the, the George Santos thing. He and so he claimed that his mom died because of nine eleven or something, and there everybody, all these stories are all upset because he invited a firefighter to the State of the Union address. I don't think it was a nine eleven firefighter though. So, <laughs> were invented in America. Let's get that straight. They were invented in America. We used to make forty percent of the world's chips. In the last several decades, we lost our edge. We're down to only producing 10%. We all saw what happened during the pandemic when chip factories shut down overseas. Today's automobiles need 3,000 chips each of those automobiles. 3,000 chips in each automobile? I just can't believe that. Well, that's because they're all smart automobiles. You you know what the relic is going to be are are the old school cars. Do what? 3,000 chips? It's a lot of chips. They have a lot of data to collect, and they need to make sure they can track you at any point in time and foresee any problem. Just saying, it seems like a lot. (laughs) Car prices went up. People got laid off. So did everything from refrigerators to cell phones. We can never let that happen again. That's why. That's why we came together to pass the Bipartisan Chips and Science Act. Just listen to that. So you know that the bill is just full of a bunch of trash when it has to be called the Bipartisan Chips and – what was the rest science, of it? Act? Science. Chips and Science Act. Stand up for science. We, we have not seen McCarthy stand up yet. I think his legs are probably wobbly, so he, I don't know that he'd be able to. Rob Rob says, why am I visualizing world WWF in the corner? Like I'd love to see some world wrestling fighting going on here. It would make all of this stuff, I think. Okay, just imagine – Extremely this wasn't Joe Biden, but Ric Flair right now. Th- that, that is what I, I – when they were doing that vote for the Speaker of the House, I was like, the person doing the tallies needs more flair. Ric Flair. Ric Flair needs to be doing the tallies, and, and he needs to be involved in everything in, in Congress, I think. Absolutely, he does. Yellow might be half Ukraine. Uh, according to Elis Wolf, sure that's possible. <laughs> So that was a meaningless statement that most people have no idea what's in, and they're giving a standing ovation to Folks. She was so creepy. I know I've been criticized for saying this, but I'm not changing my view. We're going to make sure the supply chain for America begins in America. The supply chain begins in America. All children will be trafficked, tra- trafficked out of America. We've already created... 800,000 new manufacturing jobs without this law, before the law kicks in. With this new law, we're going to create hundreds of thousands of new jobs across the country. I mean all across the country, throughout not just the coast, but through the middle of the country as well. Oh, wow. That was going to come from companies. I was so confused. I didn't know what all the country meant. $300 billion in investment in American manufacturing over the next few years. Which is a fraction of what we'll be giving Ukraine over the next few weeks. <laughs> Outside of Columbus, Ohio, Intel is building semiconductor factories on a thousand acres, literally a field of dreams. Jeez. It's going to create 10,000 jobs, that one investment, 7,000 construction jobs, 3,000 jobs in those factories once they're finished. They call them factories. They call Jobs them factors? paying an average of $130,000 a year, and many do not require a college degree. Is this, is, this the same, is this the same party that talks about how, like, 
destroying the environment is bad and stuff like that. Because yeah, they, this is just straight up destroying acres and acres of property. Acres of jobs, of jobs, jobs. Okay. Biden is bringing us jobs, jobs, and more jobs, and we should be grateful to him. It doesn't matter uh, if they get down into slave conditions, which it, some of the stuff, you know, I think people could uh, make an argument for. <laughs> Especially when AI takes over, because they're trying to force the AI stuff down people's throat, and so it'll take away basic types of jobs, and then they're going to have to have to create these other – your new job is to be an assistant to the AI. Dude, I'm a, I'm a, like the sandwich artist that came before me. I'm a prompt artist. That is what I do. It's I a prompt, prompt engineer AI. is what is what no, they no, call no. it. The consultation. I'm a prompt artist. Well, if you if you want to make the big bucks, you need to start telling people you're a prompt engineer. Ugh, I don't want to. I want to be. I don't want to lose my my purity. Look, if so. you want to if you want to be in the same profession, call yourself the same thing Hunter Biden does. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> Together, these jobs where people don't have to leave home to search for opportunity. And it's just getting started. Think about the new homes, the small businesses, the big, the medium-sized businesses. So much more. <laughs> the the medium-sized businesses. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't think about the big ones twice. Think about the big ones, the medium ones, and then, then the little tiny ones. Or <sighs> that's going to be needed. To support those three thousand, those three thousand permanent jobs, and the factories that are going to be built, talk to mayors and governors, Democrats and Republicans, and they'll tell you what this means for their communities. We're seeing these field of dreams transform to the Stop heartland. But to maintain the strongest economy in the world, we need the best infrastructure in the world. And folks. So that, that, that's where it's at right there. That's the Build Back Better platform. And that's actually at the heart of a, a lot of what they're doing in Ukraine. They've destroyed Ukraine because they want to build it back better. The digit, it, It's like a, one of the, the test runs, the pilot projects for the full digital infrastructure. And Ukraine is, has promised that it's going to be the first fully e-government digital government in the world and, and that is what they're building it back better to right now and that's what they're talking about when they're talking about this bullshit infrastructure there's all i mean does he pete Buttigieg not look like he's about to effing murder somebody with that creepy looking <laughs> look he's got in his face he looks like um the nondescript character lead character muppet from the latest muppets movie with jason siegel turned into a, a real a real boy like he doesn't look like he looks like a puppet but not like a good one yeah um okay let's yeah he, he does he just looks like the puppet you don't want to run into at night in a dark alleyway as you all know or bust him apart we used to be number one in the world in infrastructure we've sunk to 13th in the world the United oh, States of America. <laughs> Fire. World and infrastructure, modern infrastructure. Angry. But now we're coming you say back Martin Luther just then? because we came together and passed the bipartisan infrastructure mm. law. The largest investment in infrastructure since President Eisenhower's interstate highway system. Standing ovation. <laughs> we have okay, nobody knows what he said. He, he just said nothing at all. And, and standing ovation again. What, what are they even clapping for? To a uh, quick comment, we have uh, a guest calling in. Mr. President. Uh, hey, Brad. How you doing? It's good to be on your show again. 
Yeah. Have you been watching the State of the Union? We're kind of stopping and starting. I'd love to I hear mean, your thoughts so far. I mean, for one thing, I've uh, I've been listening to your broadcast. It sounds like you're speaking incredibly slow. Really? Yeah, like uh, he's talking a lot. Oh, right. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I uh, think that's uh, the aphasia or whatever he's got going on with his melting brain syndrome. Yes, melting brain syndrome. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been dealing with a lot of, uh, legalese today and things like that. Of course. So I'm a, I'm a little stressed out, but as a stress reliever, I've come here on your show. Uh, the NFTs are selling fabulously though. Everybody's Fantastic, Mr. The President. NFTs. Well, here's what we're going to um, do. We're going to let it roll. And if you want to stop and comment. Let me know, Mr. President. Thank you for being here with us. Am I am I coming in okay? Can you? Hear yeah, we me can hear right? you loud and clear. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, because it's it's a little choppy on my end. A little choppy. Uh, in a minute, I'd love to get your thoughts on Kristen Simina's, um yellow flower butterfly. What I, yeah. I, I, I would like to say one thing. I'd like to say one thing really quick. This is the largest audience that Joe Biden has had. Since 2020. Since 2020. It's. <laughs> I mean, he goes to any of his rallies. There's maybe seven, eight people there. Now there's, you know, he's, he's in front of all of uh, all of the legislature, all of Congress, everything. And they have to sit there and they, they have to they have to sit there and, and, and pretend that they're going along with them on all this stuff. Well, this is uh, part of their paid work, I believe. It's, uh, it's, folks, I, I got to say to you and Cam, you look fabulous. I'm, I'm glad that you took my advice on no more sleeveless shirts. They, well, we're, not, we're still going to do that sometimes. Well, right, Mr. I, President. I, just, I think you guys should be wearing suits. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, maybe we will. Um, we'll get matching penguin suits, and we'll do that one day. And you can join maybe, us again. Maybe I'll get a tailor to to send you guys some suits. <laughs> All I know is I'm going to pop my shirt off in a few minutes. Hell yeah! Let's see if Biden does that by the end of the speech. <laughs> Already, like we've, uh, we've funded over twenty thousand projects. Including major airports from Boston to Atlanta to Portland. Projects that are going to put thousands of people to work rebuilding our highways, our bridges, our railroads, our tunnels, ports, airports, clean water, high speed internet, all across America. Uh, is, is it just on my end, or does he sound like he's in slow motion? He doesn't sound like he's in slow motion. It might be the uh, sig- internet signal where you are, but you, you're coming in clear, so it just must be the um, download speed wherever you are. Mar-a-Lago, not great internet. I mean, it's Florida. We don't have fiber. Jessica says that he looks like he smells something like something awful. Yeah, that's he does. Actually. I think started. it's his upper lip. We're just getting started. Tom has been doing a lot of squats back I mean, there. Sincerely, I want to thank my Republican friends who voted for the law, <laughs> and my Republican friends who voted against it as well. But I'm still, I, I still get asked to fund the projects in those districts as well. But don't worry. I promised I'd be a president for all Americans. We'll fund these projects. And I'll see you at the groundbreaking. Good gosh. I hope you're right. 
floor. Did he say something about African-Americans again? He was talking about the projects, but he wasn't talking about <laughs> projects in that sense. He's talking about I, funding I just, projects. I just know that he had a quote about African-Americans again. I was very insensitive. Well, nothing he says is insensitive. You have to understand that, Mr. President. You don't have to Kamala, Kamala's very happy. She's very happy. This all will further unite all of America. She's an iron Projects worker. like Brent Spent Bridge in Kentucky over the Ohio River, built 60 years ago, badly needed repairs, one of the nation's most congested freight routes, carrying $2 billion worth of freight every single day across the Ohio River. And folks, we've been talking about fixing it for decades, but we're really finally going to get it done. I went there last month with Democrats and Republicans and from both states. Did you see Kamala? So Kamala looked over. Biden missed it, like his applause moment there. There was like a signal or something. Watch Kamala's face after he says that one part and she starts River, to clap. Built 60 years ago. Badly needed repairs. One of the nation's most congested freight routes carrying $2 billion worth of freight every single day across the Ohio River. And folks, I've been talking about fixing it for decades, but we're really finally going to get it done. I went there last month with Democrats and Republicans. Come, look, I was like, oh, shit. From both states <laughs> to deliver a commitment of $1.6 billion for this project. If Zelensky okays it. I was there, I met a young woman named Sarah, who's here tonight. I don't know where Sarah is. Yeah, Rob Rob in Denver, Attaway. Two weeks. Two weeks to stop the spread. Is she up in the box? I don't know. Is she up in the box? Sarah, how are you? (laughs) Well, Sarah, for 30 years, for 30 years, I learned, she told me she'd been a proud member of the Iron Workers Local 44, known as... I wonder if Hunter is there. Known as the Cowboys in the Sky. Mr. President, Cowboys in the Sky, you did start Space Force. Uh, I mean, I definitely started Space Force, yes. And I'm a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, so he's stealing your, your material there is what it seems like. He's absolutely, he's been stealing my material since day one. I mean, build back better. It sounds like make America great again. Yeah, it's a little more globalist centered. Of course it is. He's he's bought and paid for by uh, Klaus by Klaus Schwab, who sounds like a bot villain. He does. Bill Cincinnati skyline. Sarah said she can't wait to be ten stories above the Ohio River building that new bridge. He's talking about Reagan and Star Wars. That's pride. No, he's talking about this union uh, factory worker that he brought. So they invite one person to come to the State of the Union, and what they always do is they bring someone, they use someone as a prop, a propaganda piece, and that person gets to have a little glory. And Joe has brought uh, a nice-looking, uh, a friendly-looking black woman because that is the, the demographic Joe has to do when it comes to that. You know, when you said factory worker, it reminded me of the steel worker that he threatened to take outside and beat in front of all of his co-workers. <laughs> That's right. He, he threatened to fight that guy. <laughs> awesome, I mean, I'll go toe to toe with him any time, baby. I would love to see that. You two fighting in a ring. I'm in great shape. I've been in the greatest shape of my life for my entire life. You look great. Look, we're also replacing poisonous lead pipes. They're going to 10 million homes in America. 
400,000 school and child care centers. So every child in America, every child in America can drink the water instead of having permanent damage to their brain. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, so currently every child that drinks this water has permanent damage to the brain? Because this is a future project he's talking about here. We, we, we need to stop this immediately, don't we? Absolutely. But, I mean, Biden's been poisoning everyone since the pandemic. He has. We're making sure. <clears throat> We're making sure. Why are they cheering the, the brain-dead kid? Every is it just me? It is Kamala's neck look incredibly thick these days. She's been doing a lot of uh, lat exercises. Uh, I mean, she America. does that thing where they put a lot of weight on each side of her head. And, and she, she just lifts her, her head, head back and back. Yeah. 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 Does like the chicken head. Yeah. Kamala is getting super toned because I think she believes she's going to be president pretty soon. Has access to affordable high speed Internet. No parent should have to drive by McDonald's parking lot to help them do their homework online with their kids. Which what? many thousands were doing across the country. So nobody should have to go to the Walmart parking lot. So this is another thing the pandemic expedited is we had the remote school, which meant that people who didn't have Internet were at a disadvantage, which meant that programs to expedite getting the entire planet connected to the Borg, Borg grid was furthered. And that's one thing. That's like the Obama phone thing. We played some clips a couple weeks ago of them trying to get cell phones to everybody. And eventually they want to get VR headsets and stuff. They want everybody connected to that World Wide Web that they can have instant access, just like the board. Yeah, you know, I'm Brad. I'm Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, you, you'd play a great Jean-Luc Picard, Picard 2024. <laughs> Absolutely. So Jessica says we, we all agree that Joe Biden's a double, right? What do you guys think? I'm still in charge. Yeah, okay, you're still in charge. <laughs> we'll come back to that question in a and moment. When we do these projects, and again, I get criticized for this, but I make no excuses for it. We're going to buy American. We're going to buy American. We're going to buy Americans. I think that's what he meant to say. We're buying Americans and coercing them. And it's totally... This is, Rob, like a spoof of spoofs. That's like a, this theme in reality of the, the, iron, the post-ironic reality where everything, you can't tell if people are serious or kidding or something's comedy or not comedy. It's I just, started it's, that. Uh, you did. You're very good at it. I well, started post-ironic comedy. But you, you, people could tell when you were joking, Mr. President. It's just that the media, when they wanted to smear you, they would pretend you weren't joking and take the jokes you said literally. It's totally consistent yeah, with international trade rules. Buy America has been the law since 1933, but for too long, past administrations, Democrat and Republican, have fought to get around it. Not anymore. Tonight, I'm announcing new standards require all construction materials used in federal infrastructure projects to be made in America. All federal construction materials. What about there's there's old Buttigieg? Jesus, people. Some of these people are decrepit looking. Lumber. Drywall. These people look like a crowd, a crowd shot from a Star Wars movie. You just rewind it like ten seconds and look at Mexico waters. Cam, have you seen? uh, Look at that face. The Dark Knight. Uh, cartoon, the Dark Knight Returns cartoon. I yeah, 
on on Warner Brothers HBO Max. They all look like the way they drew Ronald Reagan, like zombies. They all look like zombies. I mean, look at this. Look at this expression on Biden's face right now. It's <laughs> American. We're gonna buy him. I'm surprised that you guys aren't impressed. But I'm so up to date on comic. Look at Maxine Waters in this, in this cutaway. It'd be funny if a classified document just came floating down from the top of the, the ceiling. <laughs> I mean, they're all in his garage anyway. And it's totally, <laughs> it's totally consistent with international trade rules. Buy America has been the law since 1933. But for too long, past administrations, Democrat and Republican, Uh-oh. have fought to get around it. Not anymore. Tonight, I'm announcing new standards require all construction materials used in federal infrastructure projects to be made in America. Federal infrastructure made in projects. America. Why do they keep showing Pete Buttigieg? Buttigieg. I mean it. Because they're grooming him to be president. <laughs> you think they're grooming him to be president? Absolutely. It's an interesting choice of language. You don't think that no, uh, I, I'm very explicit in the, the language that I chose for that. Yeah. You don't you don't want to know about me thinking about poop, Pete Buttigieg being a hand puppet. No, no, no. We don't want to get into that at all. But they're grooming him to be president. They want him to run for president. He wants to run for president. Nobody wants him as president. And am I? Watch American roads, bridges, and American highways are going to be made with American products as well. Folks, my economic plan is about investing in places and people that have been forgotten. So many of you listen to me tonight. I know you feel it. So- this is just such a bullshit uh, appeal right here. He's <laughs> taking a shit in this. This is this is the, um, what do we call it, Jessica? The poop face. When like you you pause it on screen, that's what they look like when they're pooping. That right there, yeah, that's one hundred percent. Not a good face there. So many of you felt like you've just simply been forgotten. Made the economic upheaval of the past four decades. Too many what? people Mac- left behind. I, I think he said Mac and back up upheaval in the past <laughs> yeah, decades. That's what I heard. No, Let's he see. said McDonald's has truly been forgotten. <laughs> it seems like a decipher this. Upheaval of the past four decades. No. Too many people have been left behind and treated like they're invisible. Maybe that's you watching from home. Remember the jobs that went away. You remember them, don't you? The folks at home remember them. These people didn't lose their jobs that are, that are here. They're like, yeah, I remember. I wonder whether the path even exists anymore for your children to get ahead without having to move away. Well, that's why I get that. That's why we're building you an don't. economy where no one's left behind. Jobs I'm sorry. Back. You, you cannot be in government for 50 years and then claim that you get being poor and losing your job. I've never been poor. <laughs> <laughs> so you're honest about it, though, Mr. President. It's coming back. Because choices we made in the last several But years, I do understand you know, about losing your job. Uh, yes, you, you get the common people. This is, my view, a blue-collar blueprint to rebuild America and make a real difference in your lives at home. Man. For example... They are the rebuilding America. Uh, Lacey said in the chats here, Biden, in the start of the speech... 
took, he said when he took office to fundamentally change things, yet when he initially took office, he said nothing will, will fundamentally change. Uh, it, things have definitely fundamentally changed. It hasn't been just because of Biden, because Biden just repeats what comes down from the World Economic Forum and, and uh, those other globalists. But the pandemic has definitely transformed society. And I think we're reaching another transformation point, like the iPhone. Before the iPhone and after the iPhone, it's a different world. I think this... Um, I think they're going to try and get people dependent on this uh, chat GPT type technology. And I think that's going to be another type of technology. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was just talking to a lawyer friend of mine the other day about chat GPT. And uh, what they told me was they got the thing, the AI, the Terminator, as you know I like to thing. call them replicators. Uh <laughs> They got the chat GPT and they wrote legal documents with it. When these lawyers looked over the legal documents, they were completely legal. Scary. <laughs> that is, that's very scary. Too many of you laying in bed at night like my dad did, <laughs> staring at the ceiling, wondering. I think a lot of people's dads laid in bed at night. My God names happens. <laughs> he stood. If your spouse. Like a man. It's cancer. Yeah. My father hung up oh my from goodness. the ceiling like a vampire. I forgot about Fetterman. Uh, so John Fetterman, I, I have like, I think that his handlers hey, are awful people, and I think they're evil. The thing, I'm a Fettermaniac, so watch your words. I mean, he just, he just looks like he should be on the Adams family. <laughs> Deadly ill. You know, I like, I like that, uh, that senator or congressman i can't remember who he is but he's got an eye patch eye patch mccain is that what they, they he call used him? to be a navy seal he's got an eye patch yeah i don't really like, that, like guy. that guy he looks like, like uh he looks like deathstroke yeah, kind of what are you gonna get money to pay for those medical bills hey you or watch you arrow the house or try to get a second mr morning. president we can talk comic books after the show <laughs> all right fine john <laughs> I I've been it. reading a lot lately on my space The Inflation Reduction Act that I Currently signed made law, three jokers. We're taking on powerful interest to bring health care costs Worst down. Worst meme I ever made. So you can sleep better at night with more security. You know, we pay more for prescription drugs than any nation in the world. We say it again. We pay again. more for prescription drugs than any major nation on Earth. For example... One in 10 Americans has diabetes. Many of you in this chamber do, and in the audience. But every day, millions need insulin to control their diabetes so they can literally what, Are they cutting alive. to the people they suspect have diabetes now? Insulin's been around for over 100 years. Sorry, Melania's talking to me. But before he goes into the insulin thing, it, so I see the glass cup sitting in front of Kamala. Is that a salt and pepper shaker sitting in front of McCarthy? Is that what that is? It looks like he's in a diner. Yes. It's weird. The guy who invented it didn't even patent it because he wanted it to be available for everyone. It cost the drug companies roughly $10 a vial to make that insulin. Packaging and all, you may get up to $13. But Big Pharma has been unfairly charging people oh. hundreds of dollars. Oh, they're so anti-Big pharma. pharma, are they? Okay, let me just... I mean... Let's just pause because we have the president here, the, the uh, former president Trump here, who signed into law that it couldn't go over a certain amount of money. And the, one of the first things that Joe Biden did when he got in office was cancel that executive order. Right. right? 
so uh, was it is his doing it much more slowly better for the American people and the diabetics? Uh, I mean, does Build Back Better sound better than Make America Great Again? You know, no, but I mean, it sounded better than Keep America Great. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's uh, build America strong. Uh, how about America Great Great? Someone told great, me great, oh, yeah, I love America Great Great. <laughs> or uh or make America better again. MABA. MABA. MABA'd be a good, good dollars one. a month. We're gonna have a MABA re- re- record. That'd be perfect. Profits. Not anymore. Okay, this is insulting, and he's going to get a standing ovation for this. I, I'm sorry, I need to take this back. This is the same government that is is in Pfizer's pocket that propagated the, their vaccine and ignores any problems people might have when there are real problems. Like they're, they're, the real problems. We're unfairly charging people hundreds of dollars, four to five hundred dollars a month, making ref- re- record profits. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Lasers got me like freaking Scooby Doo before that. Bernie Sanders. Here's my mask. This is so. This is bullshit. Biden is not standing up to to the pharmaceutical companies, and this this demonstration here. Nobody in that room believes that shit. Not one person believes it. Well, they all, they all might as well be jerking off right now because this is just it's just a big whoa, circle whoa, joke. Brad, 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 Brad. Come My on, apologies, Mr. Down, President. Come down. <laughs> calm down. We all know you're better. Away. We know you're better than that, Brad. We know you're better than getting upset at the machine. This is a bunch of perverts. They are a bunch of perverts. They're a bunch of perverts and Satan worshippers, and we all know it. Thank you for calming me down, Mr. President. I, I was getting emotional. Hey, Brad, you know, you so, can call me anytime. So. I can call you anytime? Yeah, we can just, you get upset, you can just give Daddy Trump a call. Okay. I'll take you into my warm Many embrace, and I'll patch your sweet little now coming to fruition. I appreciate that, Mr. President. We said we were doing this, and we said we passed the law to do it, but people didn't know because the law didn't take effect until January 1 of this year. We capped the cost of insulin at thirty-five dollars per month. Literally, you did. Do what, Cam? It's exactly the same thing President Trump on the line did that he repealed. It's literally just borrowing the the script. I think what happened with McCarthy here is McCarthy actually loves Biden, and so he knew that he's not allowed to stand up because they always have to have the one person standing up and, and the other one refusing to stand. So I think he took a bunch of Valium and doped himself up. So he couldn't stand throughout oh, the yeah, entire Oh, yeah, you would have known insider treat, uh, secret. Yes. McCarthy's always on Biden. That guy is so doped up. He doesn't even know which way is Wednesday. No, he doesn't appear to. He doesn't appear to give a rat's ass about anything right now. People are just finding out. I'm sure you're getting the same calls I'm getting. Biden is not getting any calls from anybody. Nobody's calling him. Nobody's happening to call. Oh, it's me, Joe. That's not true, Brad. That's not true. There's a there's I, a there's a public I line. Joe. I call Joe a lot. Okay, you call you call Joe. And I, when I call him, I just call him a bunch of names. I I know, a bunch of good ones actually. I've been prank Look, calling him for a million- long time. <laughs>
Millions of other Americans who do not or are not on Medicare, including 200,000 young people. people on Medicare. With type 1 diabetes and these need yeah. this insulin to stay alive. Don't tell me about it. Let's finish the job this time. Let's cap the cost of insulin for everybody at $35. <laughs> Kamala leapt out of her seat that time. Okay. Cut to everybody who probably has diabetes. That nice camera work there. Folks, hey, do they only invite the deep state to this? They invite who? The deep state? Yeah, do they only invite the deep state? All I see is the deep state there. There's the deep state and then like three or four private citizens who they use as as propaganda puppets. Those are actors, Brad. Uh, Really? Yeah, they're all actors. They call their agents. They get them to go up there. Well, they're doing it's all a show. The it's all a show. Still it's a big do giant well, show. I promise you all. Yes, it is. I promise you, they're going to do very well. This law, so this law also caps and won't even go into effect until 2025. Costs out-of-pocket drug costs for seniors on Medicare at a maximum of $2,000 a year. You don't have to pay more than $2,000, no matter how much your drug costs are. Because you know why? You all know it. Many of you, like many of my family, have cancer. You know the drugs can raise... What did you say? Many of you have cancer? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. He goes, because you know why? You know why? Because many people have cancer. Because they're all paying into it. It's all a scam. Everybody knows it. Insurance is BS. 10, 11, 14, $15,000 for the cancer drugs. If drug prices rise faster than inflation, drug companies are going to have to pay Medicare back the difference. We're finally... We're finally giving Medicare the power to negotiate drug prices. Bringing down... Bringing down prescription drug costs doesn't just save seniors money. It cuts the federal deficit by billions of dollars. We saw that coming. We saw him get ready to do the lean in for the whisper. He always has his whisper moment. How he chooses them, I don't know. Yeah, he's a big granddaddy. By hundreds of billions of dollars. Because these prescriptions... Who is that? That's that's a congresswoman, isn't it? He thinks he's Santa Claus. That's who he thinks he is. Joe Biden he, he apparently does, thinks yeah. he's Santa Claus. And you know what? The only person on earth that's Santa Claus is Santa Claus. That's true. Nobody can and mimic him. And if Joe him. Biden stays in, in office, Santa Claus won't be coming to see. No, Santa Claus is giving it up if Biden stays. Yeah. Is this a congressperson just... Uh, old lady that looks like a, a dude with purple no, hair. No, no, that's um, that's um, uh, who is that? A, a Dr. Seuss character that's escaped from her book. Yes, like I, I, said, I, I think that I think that is a congressman. Five-year-old man. The drugs. Yeah, the the average age in this room is probably the oldest average age that's ever been in any room in well, the history. That's why he's talking about Medicare so much. Yeah, you're right. The drugs purchased. By Medicare to make keep their commitment to the seniors. Well, guess what, yeah. Congressperson? Excuse me. Thank you. To seniors coming Instead of from paying the four, five hundred bucks a month, you're paying fifteen. That's a lot of savings for the federal government. And by the way, why would we want that? Why would we want that? Now, some members here are threatening, and I know it's not an official party position, so I'm not going to exaggerate. Does he know his hands are doing but that? Threatening to repeal the Inflation Reduction Act. As my coach, 
That's okay. Brad. So they do they do that, and all these people clap, but like the average American doesn't know what is in the Inflation Reduction Act. They they don't have the inside baseball that these idiots are clapping for. These people are so disconnected. And McCarthy finally is not looking at the back of Biden's head. Him and Kamala have both locked eyes on the same thing right there. Do you see that? What are they looking at? Somebody's doing something in the audience. The bird woman. The Maybe bird, it's bird woman. woman. Uh, so he does know that he's doing that with his hands, but he can't control he can't help it. it. Yeah. Because there's, there's, there's strings. strings right. Attached yeah, of course. Yeah. Kla- Klaus Schwab is up in the, the raptors yeah, of the building crawling around. Klaus Schwab is Geppetto. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and he said it himself. That's fair. Used to say, lots of luck in your senior year. <laughs> and did his football coach tell him that before he beat up no. Corn Pop? Yeah, his football coach told him that he got a lot of uh, a lot of hell after beating up Corn Stay. Pop. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. <laughs> What is Kamala clapping for? They don't know what he just said. Raise the price of Brazilian legs. I wish this thing was easier. Raise the price of Brazilian jobs. We have to hear that again. So you think he said raise the price of Brazilian jobs? What do you think he said, Kim? Uh, Brazilian jugs. He's he's talking about Brazilian women. He's talking about. Oh, breasts. he's talking about their breasts. So he's talking about yes. buying and selling a Brazilian breast. <laughs> you can't blame him there. What? <laughs> That's a lot of savings for the federal government. And by the Wait, way, let's put the let's put the um. Oh, I can't put the closed caption on. Why would we want that? <laughs> now, some members here are threatening, and I know it's not an official party position, so I'm not going to exaggerate. But threatening to repeal the Inflation Reduction Act, as my coach. That's, that's okay. That's fair. As my football coach used to say, lots of luck in your senior year. Even McCarthy like that. Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of Brazilian jobs, I will veto it. Brazilian jobs. I told yeah. you. It's I think that's coming up in this next part here. But yeah, he's going to veto any. to raise the price of Brazilian jobs. Right. He's going to keep those prices affordable. What you didn't know, they bought this food. Ted Cruz, they're thinking about Bitcoin again. I'm I don't to want to know what goes to Ted Cruz. The more Americans have health insurance now than ever in history. A record 16 million people are enrolled in the Affordable Care Act. And thanks, thanks to the law last year, saving millions are saving $800 a year on their premiums. And by the way, that law was written and the benefit expires in 2025. So my plea to some of you, at least in this audience, let's finish the job and make these savings permanent. Oh, so he, that's when he pleads. When he's making a plea, he does a, let's finish he's, the job. He's, and make he's trying savings. to sound like me. A little let's bit. finish the job and make this permanent. It's a he's bad being a little creepy. I don't think well, that you I, He's definitely a lot creepier than I am. I know yeah. that I can be creepy, but he's a lot <laughs> creepier. Than You're I self-aware am. with your creepiness. I'm self-aware How many times has Kamala just leapt out of her seat? It's like she has a quota to hit. And there she is. There's the there and, and Mitt Romney sitting next to her looking very, very aged. That is an odd picture right there of these two. 
Uh, have you ever noticed that Mitt Romney has a side gray, like he's been struck by lightning? Yes, and, and uh, a witch appeared after it happened. Are you kidding me? Those are obviously the actors that are going to be playing uh, the the Heavenly Father and the Mother God's Wife in the Mormon movies. Like that's what we're looking at. Here. That, that doesn't look like Mitt Romney right there. He really it looks like possibly a double, or he just who is that guy? Who is that person? Oh, that's the guy who got shot. Scalise. Well, they all are doubles. The They're, all doubles. They're all body doubles. Are you a body double? I'm not a body double. I'm still in charge. They're all body doubles. <laughs> see. They're all body doubles. The real ones are in Guantanamo. Oh, right. Ever in climate change. Ever. Oh, great. Lower utility bill. Creating American jobs. Leading the world to a clean energy future. I visited the devastating aftermath of record floods, droughts, storms. Well, he's visited the devastating aftermath of record floods, droughts. And and, does he just appear at the this is all I know we know this, but just the brashness of they're bullshit now. They're just so open about being bullshitters. I mean, we have this George Santos guy. Who is just an obvious con artist? He's not as good as these guys are at being con artists, but no, but they they just they're like we're con artists. We're telling you, do something about it. From uh, Arizona to Mexico to like all it. the way, hell yeah, <laughs> way up to the Canadian border. More timber has been burned. Well, that's a weird emphasis there. More timber has been burned. I'm Timber's burning usually timber the right now. Full, I'm actually having a bonfire that I'm tending to. Yeah, that's that's, that's very uh, relaxing, Mr. President. I Biden does that though. He emphasizes words at a strange point. Strange point in sentences. Observed from helicopters, then the entire state of Missouri, hmm? and we don't have global Missouri. warming. Not a problem. In addition to emergency recovery. From Puerto Rico to Florida to Idaho, we're rebuilding for the long term. New electric grids that are able to weather major storms and not prevent those fire, forest fires. Roads Wait, and not water systems will stand. Right. He's, they're going to build an infrastructure that will not prevent forest fires. Next big flood. Clean energy to cut pollution and create jobs in communities often left behind. Let we're the next big flood come and just take a city off the face of the map. Do you think Noah's coming with a flood? No, I'm just saying, you know, you said that they're not going to prevent them from burning. Why would they prevent the floods? Right, right. Yeah, don't present any natural disasters or crisis because they, the that is what they need. the floods help the burning. That's why they're stopping the floods. Mm. Oh, good vehicle point. Charging stations installed across the country by tens of thousands of IBW workers. And Rob Rob says, no, the big banks want the central bank digital currency uh, it, yeah, and there are some banks already testing this now. CBDC. We're helping families save more than a thousand dollars a year with tax credits to purchase electric. Who's that woman? I mean, she's like sixty, and she's like the hottie in Congress with this group right here. Electric vehicles and efficient and efficient appliances, energy efficient appliances. What historic conservation efforts? Did, was that a, was that a uh, a reference to the the gas stove debate that has uh, come about recently? Is that what that was? I'm not familiar with the gas stove debate. I bet you got gas stoves cause climate change. They want people having electric stoves. I bet you got a house full of gas stoves, Mr. President. I got nothing but gas stoves. (laughs) 
all goals of our land. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right, Cam. You the climate crisis doesn't care if you're. <laughs> All right, he's about to talk about the climate crisis. In a red or blue state. Doesn't matter what state you're in. It's an existential threat. Shut the fuck up! We have an obligation, not to ourselves, but to our children and grandchildren to confront. I thought you said there was no I'm cursing. I'm proud of how... how minimal cursing, okay? You, you can say one since I said one. America. I don't want to say it. I'm a Christian. I'm a Presbyterian. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> We're still going to need oil and gas for a while. For a while. But guess what? No, they do. So, so the Republicans like, are cheering now, and there's like a, that, that that line causes a fight. That's the first so time a car's more to do. We got to finish the job. These people were all given scripts uh, with clap lines and laugh moments for their side of the. No, game. Brad. Pay for these investments. Lights. They say laugh. They say clap. They say. Uh, they just have. A, it's like a real studio television studio. Absolutely, like I told you. It's, is there a producer running up and down the front row saying, There's, now, what are you clap. talking about? There's multiple producers. <laughs> multiple producers on this thing that we're watching right now. Who's, All right, now look at this image. Comedian. Yeah, who, that, it was obviously Adam Schiff did the warm-up comedy. Both Kamala and Kevin McCarthy now are looking at Biden like they're about to have their way with them. You know, it's going to be wanna... the worst, most bony threesome you've ever oh seen. That's disgusting. I wonder why he should stand up routines once. You know, he does stand up, right? No, I know. He does it at the Democratic fundraisers, and he's an amateur scriptwriter. Yeah, well, I went well, to one of, big... I got a multiple ones of his, of his stand-up performances. He does open mics all over these. <laughs> you go to all of Adam Schiff's open uh, mic stand-up performances? And I just heckle him. I heckle him the entire time. <laughs> I would love to see Trump showing up at open mics just to heckle people. That would be amazing. Biggest corporations began to pay their fair share. Isn't that what Bernie's talking about? Is? Look, I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist, but pay your fair share. I think what? a lot of you at home, a lot of you at home agree with me and many people that you know. The tax system is not fair. It is not fair. We'll abolish it. Hey, look, I'm all about getting rid of the IRS. Yeah. The IRS has been corrupted forever. It's owned by the central bank. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Uh, Jessica says Kamala will unhinge her jaw and consume Biden in one gulp. Yeah, she would. And that yeah, would make she's her. She's like a python. Yeah, she only gets stronger. Yeah, she's on the python. The idea. Corn pop loves corn pop. That in 2020, right? 55 of the largest corporations in America, the Fortune 500, made 40 billion dollars in profits and paid zero in federal taxes. Oh, what white zero. nationalists? Did you guys see that? Biden just gave the racist AOK sign. Folks. Simply not fair. I would love to see Elizabeth Warren throw a, a glass beer bottle up at Biden right now. Uh, that, that's but racially not, insensitive. She would throw a glass firewater. Excuse bottle. me. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't realize what Native yeah, Americans Because of the law I signed, billion dollar companies have to pay a minimum of 15%. God love them. 15%. I don't know if you guys remember that phase where Elizabeth Warren tried to become a, a, an Instagram star. I remember when she was trying to become a Native American. Yeah. 
She has a crayon in her jacket. Elizabeth Warren does. Jessica, is that what you're saying? That's right. Uh, she does have a crayon on her jacket. What is she doing? It's she a red crayon. She has a pet marine. What, what she, is, it's treats. That is weird. You think that's a you think that's a um, a vape pen? She's getting high. And I need to be crystal clear. I you know, know what I think it is. There's a lot of codes. What do you think it is? Codes and signal things. Uh, I do I mean, want to come know. on. Who uses crayons? I'm not gonna say it out loud. Children? Who's, oh, so this is uh is that some that, way for her to mark the child that's hers? You hey, I didn't say it, Brad. <laughs> Under my plans, as long as I'm president, nobody earning less than four hundred thousand dollars will pay an additional penny in taxes. Nobody, not one penny. That's not true. But let's finish the job. There's more to do. Let's finish the job. Yes, we, this is against more work, Let's not just finish wealth. the job. Pass my proposal for the billionaire minimum tax. You know, he the, there's a thousand billionaires in America. The from about just six. keep working. You always have right. to keep working. Otherwise, it's just the grind never ends. You know, you just got to get up, get your lunch pail, grab your crayon. I mean, we live in office. a world called reality that they don't live in. They want something like Star Trek. And their currency, which is none, just replicators. I talked about right. replicators earlier. Uh, right, they, right. you know, they, they they live in a fantasy world. They don't live in the real world. Right. That's why the Ukraine, Russia, China, it's all running amok. We've got weather balloons flying across our country. Of course, yeah. That possibly have fentanyl in them. Now, did you know that? Did you know, Mr. President, there were four people that were hospitalized after swimming out into the ocean outside of South Carolina, attempted to inhale the Chinese weather balloon, and it was laced with fentanyl. Very dangerous, the Chinese. Look at Biden's expression here. Biden looks like he's about to try snatch at someone who's running away from him. A child is running away from him. He's about to snatch at her hair. Has it ever been talked about whether or not Elizabeth Warren is autistic? She is. Oh, you know, you have her medical records. Uh, I got everybody's records. I was the president. (laughs) Okay, the president gets everybody's medical records? Yeah, I got your school records, Brad. I know everything you've ever done. Oh my it's God! On your permanent record. It's supposed to be classified. It's on your permanent record. Should be paying a lower tax rate than a school teacher or firefighter. Oh, I mean it. I mean it. it. Take a shot. He said, "I mean it." He is doing a Bernie 2.0, Rob. I mean, what is it? Who is that? Looks like an elf from the North Pole. You know, enthusiastic about that, but think about it. Think about it. Okay, I'll think about it. Have you noticed Big Oil just reported his profits, record profits? He needs to stop saying Last big year they made doing 200. That. Why is he touching his chin like that? Billion dollars in the midst of a global energy crisis. <laughs> so he's criticizing them for making 200 billion dollars in the midst of a global energy crisis. You fucking gave over 100 billion dollars to a military filled with Nazis in Ukraine. Swastika-tattooed Nazis. Did you guys know that they brought one of those literal Nazis from the Azov Battalion over here, gave them an award in New York City, and this is someone who has a swastika tattoo on their leg. And it was, of course, covered up during the ceremony. The person who gave this Nazi an award was none other than John Stewart, who's Jewish. Well, that's part of the plan. They humiliate them. 
You, you have to understand that. Look, Why? the Illuminati is real. <laughs> is the storm coming? It's. I mean, the storm's <laughs> upon us. We're in, we're in that, it. Yes. Yes. Is that what you're saying? They invested too little of that profit. Look at Mitch that McConnell, dude. <laughs> and when I talk to a couple of them, they say, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going you to need Mitch oil McConnell for at least another day. Grand Moff Tarkin. Who? Who's that? Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah, you know, Graham. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, are we getting into comic books again? No, this is Star Wars, Brad. Oh, Keep Star up. Wars. Star Wars, okay. okay. And that's going to exceed. I'm a huge fan of science. And beyond sure. that, we're going to need it. Production. If they had, in fact, invested in the production to keep gas prices down, instead, they used the record profits to buy back their own stock. Why is he hold, he's been holding his hand for like a minute straight, like he's about to backhand somebody. He's about to have a stroke. <laughs> Rewarding the CEOs and shareholders. Corporations ought to do the right thing. That's why I propose we quadruple the tax on corporate stock buybacks and encourage long, long-term investments. You think, I bet that there are some activist groups like Indivisible somewhere who are sitting on their couches with chips and, and little, little stupid drinks and that they are standing up and clapping at the same time Kamala is like in their houses. I guarantee you there's some. I'm going to try to keep up with her standing and clapping and see how long it takes for me to pass out. It's like a good squat. exercise. She's done probably 30 hey, squats. Jam, don't lock your knees. Yeah, he's right. You'll pass out. Don't lock your knees. They'll still make considerable profit. Let's finish the job and close the loopholes and allow very wealthy to avoid pay. I, I got to say, Paul Pelosi has made an extraordinary recovery for an 82-year-old man, uh, at least based on what they said. Hammer. Yeah. Well, you know. Very easy because he's balls deep state, you know? <laughs> oh, he sure yeah. Is. He's, you know, he's, the he's got like a sip of the fountain of youth anytime he wants. He's, he's got a, just a drip of adrenal crumb going on. <laughs> he's, he's got an adrenochrome. for wealthy taxpayers. I just signed a law to reduce the deficit by $114 billion by cracking down on wealthy tax cheats. Responsible. <laughs> so I wonder if the camera cut to who they think the wealthy tax cheats are after he said that. Cut to the wealthy tax cheats. In the last two years... My administration has cut the deficit by more than $1.7 trillion. But you've given billions of dollars to Nazis in Ukraine. Largest deficit reduction in American history. <laughs> Under the previous administration. Under your, he's about to talk about your administration. The American deficit went up four years in a row. Because those record deficits, no president added more to the national debt. In any four years than my predecessor. Uh-oh, that's you. Nearly 25% of the entire national debt that took over 200 years to accumulate was added by just one administration alone, the last one. Who is that old lady they keep showing next to, Yellen. next to Blinken? Probably. Oh, Blinken and Yellen. Okay. So these are the, these are the supervillains right here. Blinken and Yellen. So he's blaming you for 25% of all of the debt in all of world history right now. Uh, just bold, fla- bold face lies. And then, Mr. President, did you ever sleep that, with Janet Yellen? I didn't start a war in four years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Did you, hear I that? I was, did you ever fool around with Janet Yellen? I, I, I got to take a look at who she is. 
<laughs> no, she's not my type. She's fucking too old. They're the facts. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. How did Congress respond to that? They did the right thing. They lifted the debt ceiling three times without preconditions or crisis. They paid American bills. Did McCarthy just say not true? I think McCarthy said not true and blew a kiss in the back of the house. To follow suit. Let's commit here tonight to the full faith and credit of the United States of America will never, ever be questioned. So my many of some of my Republican friends want to take the economy. I get it. Unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Sunset. So I, I don't. Most people don't really know what that means. This is just all such a fraud, because our taxpayer dollars are funding Nazis, and if that's not addressed, then none of this is serious. Let me give you anybody who doubts it. Let me give you the corn pop treatment. I'll give you a copy. Oh, there's Marjorie Taylor Greene looking like she's about to fucking walk. Into the a different bird person, like she, yeah, like she's got. She looks like she needs to be on the red carpet of the the Grammys. The other she day. looks I'll like Tom Selleck about to cut her open and shove Luke Skywalker. She does actually her. have a little. Hump the proposal. She looks like a time that means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I'm, I enjoy conversion. <laughs> you know, it means if. Yeah. If Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not, Joe Biden not naming them. But Why is he arguing with them? They're, they're, you know, I Why think respond? that they, do you ever watch them do these debates uh, over in uh, the UK? They have these yeah. spirit, these spirited debates. I feel like they're trying to give us a little bit more of that. There was a, a couple of uh, news packages when they were doing the, um, the vote for the Speaker of the House where everybody was like, uh, yeah, we really want to keep the cameras on whenever we're in here doing these things. We want transparency. And everybody was advocating for it. I think they want to dramatize all of this stuff even more than it already is in a similar sense to the way they do it over there in the U.K. Where it's just a, a big clustering. It's interesting. Frustrating. Folks, who's that? The idea is that we're not going to be we're, we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. Folks, <laughs> he's just like that guy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is that expression? Is the sun? It's Hunter. Just gibberish. You know that Hunter knows he knows Biden's out here, so Hunter's smoking all kind of crack in the Oval Office. Right? Oh yeah. So folks, Hunter's as going we all down apparently agree. Right now. <laughs> Social Security and Medicare is off the off the books now, right? They're not to be stopped. Hey, right. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I am. A friend of mine, he's a doctor. He's been texting me throughout this entire speech apparatus that's been going on. And Biden said over 48 uh, micro seizures 
during what? this entire stay of the union. Micro seizures. He's had multiple seizures. That's why oh, been oh he's counted. So you like have a guy counting micro seizures. Yeah, I've got a guy. He's, uh, I'm paying him very well to do this. That's extraordinary. Yeah, there's there's going to be a uh, a big countdown tomorrow. So I, I want to respond. Uh, Lacey says that the Nazis will find their way into the narrative once they can be attached to right-wing extremism here. You're, you're exactly right. I, I covered a story on a show that I published earlier today that was exactly that. It was they, they focus on these, these terrorist attacks that are thwarted by the FBI, and they eventually get them on conspiring to uh, commit a terrorist act. When you read the actual court documents, all of the – the whole operation is being driven by – a uh, undercover um, informant, but the one that was in the news today I thought was interesting because the neo-Nazi group that is in America is allies with the Azov Battalion, and they train over there, and they have members who are both in this one and in the one over there in Ukraine. Yet over here, they're domestic terrorists threatening democracy. Over there, they're heroes fighting for democracy. Give them all of our billions of dollars of weapons. It's just hey. – it's convoluted. You know what? I think they deserve that billions of dollars because those guys work their ass off. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I call them uh, uh, Biden's Nazis for democracy. That's that's what I've been calling them. <laughs> that was a we got unanimity. What, what did he say? Unanimity. We got to make a bait and switch. Social Security, Medicare are lifeline for millions of seniors. Americans have to pay into them from the very first paycheck they start. He kind of ran so through tonight, that. One. Let's all agree. And we apparently are. Let's stand up for seniors. Yeah, I think people should stand up for older people and, and take care of them. What, what they actually did was, with the help of with Pfizer, is they excluded the most vulnerable people, the older people, from the Pfizer vaccine trials, Moderna also. They, they said they did not let them participate because of the risk it posed to them. And then they tested on really young, healthy people so they could get that good data. And then the first people they rolled the vaccine out to were the very people they excluded from the trials because of the health risk that it posed. So go fuck yourself. You don't actually care about these people you're talking about. Stand up and show them. We'll not cut Social Security. We will not cut Medicare. Those benefits belong to the American people. They earned it. And if anyone tries to cut Social Security, which apparently no one's going to do, and if anyone tries to cut Medicare, I'll stop them. I'll veto it. A chain. I hit them with a chain. Look, I'm not going to allow them to take away, be taken away. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. But apparently it's not going to be a problem. Next month, when I offer my fiscal plan, I ask my Republican friends to lay down their plan as well. I really mean it. Let's sit down together and discuss our mutual plans together. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Everybody does. Everybody stand up. Who, who doesn't stand up here? So this will be the list right here of who didn't stand up during this call for unity. I can tell you. The plan I'm going to show you is going to cut the deficit by another $2 trillion. And it won't cut a single bit of Medicare or Social Security. In fact, we're going to extend the Medicare Trust Fund at least two decades. Because that's going to be the next argument. How do we make keep it solvent, right? Well, we'll not raise tax on anyone making under 400 grand, but we'll pay for it the way we talked about tonight by making sure that the wealthy and big corporations pay their fair share. Look, look, look. He said that already. Here's the deal. 
They aren't just taking advantage of the tax code. They're taking advantage of you, the American consumer. Here's my message to all of you out there. I have your back. We're already preventing Americans from receiving surprise medical bills, stopping $1 billion surprise bills per month so far. We're protecting seniors' life savings by cracking down on nursing homes nursing that commit fraud, endanger patient safety, prescribe drugs that are not needed. Millions of Americans can now save thousands of dollars because they can finally get a hearing aid over the counter without a prescription. Well, I don't understand what legislation can prevent wrong medicine from being prescribed to somebody who doesn't need it. I, I don't. This is how liberty dies with thunder and supplies. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. People beg for it to die. But I, I don't understand this control he, he's trying to implement uh, over here because that that's not going to stop people from um, getting prescriptions they, they might not need. Look. That is unless it's ivermectin. Then no, then some people will never be able to get it. Capitalism without competition is not capitalism. It's extortion. It's exploitation. Last year, I cracked down with the help of many of you on foreign shipping companies that were making you pay higher prices for every good coming into the country. I signed a bipartisan bill that cut shipping costs by 90%. Does it mean anything when they say bipartisan anymore? Because they have these people no, who pretend to be. because 98% of the Republicans are part of the swamp. Uh, They're all owned. I see. Bipartisan just means they get together in a room and agree to screw us all. Yes, yeah, so the bipartisan do, is the establishment. Is there's only is. a few that aren't. Fat Wolverine. Dead Cruz. Who? Ted Cruz. Fat I don't Wolverine. know. Ted Cruz is on Ted I don't know that I trust him. Ted, Ted Cruz is Blobfish, is what he looks like, kind of with a with a fat and <laughs> helping American farmers, businessmen, and consumers. Let's finish the job. Pass the bipartisan legislation to strengthen to strengthen antitrust enforcement and, and prevent big online platforms from giving their own products for non He really looks like Pigpen from Charlie Brown. You have a wide range of cultural television references, Mr. President. (laughs) I've been around a while. I've been around. Yes, they did kill people with the ventilators. My administration is also taking on junk fees. Those hidden surcharges too many companies use to make you pay more. For example, we're making airlines show you the full ticket price up front. Refund your money if your flight is canceled or delayed. We reduce exorbitant bank overdrafts by saving consumers more than $1 billion a year. We're cutting credit card late fees by 75% from $30 to $8. Look, junk fees may not matter to the very wealthy, but they matter to most other folks in homes like the one I grew up in, like many of you did. They add up to hundreds of dollars a month. They make it harder for you to pay your bills or afford that family trip. I know how unfair it feels when a company overcharges you and gets away with it. Not anymore. We've written a bill to stop it all. It's called the Junk Fee Prevention Act. We're going to ban surprise resort fees that hotels charge on your bill. 
Oh, okay, shit. so the problem here is who's going to get to determine what's a junk fee and what's not. So this could be a mechanism to uh, be a mob-like control over companies. Say, you know, you, you don't like what we're doing. We're just going to start uh, classifying all your regular sales as junk fees. These can cost up to $90 a night at hotels that aren't even resorts. Even resorts. <laughs> we, now, that's an elitist comment right there. What? And everybody the, laughing at that. But, like... I don't. I don't know if I could tell you the difference between a resort and a nice hotel. Uh, right. I don't either. Like I don't get that joke. I don't know what he's talking about. But all of these people are exposing themselves for what they actually are. He spent his whole time trying to. Say, I mean, I, I can tell you the difference between a resort. I, I know you own a resort, Mr. President. And I own nice hotels. <laughs> the idea that cable, internet, and cell phone companies can charge you two hundred or more. If you decide to switch to another provider, give me a break. We can stop service fees on tickets to concerts and sporting events and make companies disclose all the fees up front. I this is like the anti-Taylor Swift bill. Right. Yeah, we got to stop all those fees if you want to get into that concert. You know what? I'd like to stop the billions of dollars to the Nazis in Ukraine in the Azov Battalion. That, I, oh, I hey, vote for me. I'll give you tickets to Taylor Swift. That's a good pitch. All these Swifties. <laughs> And we'll prohibit Swifties for Trump. The government. the government, you don't need them. I'll pay for the tickets. Airlines from charging $50 round trip for family just to be able to sit together. Baggage fees are bad enough. Airline He's talking about this. So, yeah, these fees suck. Uh, he's talking about things that he has nothing, no authority over. He, well, he's, he's never been concerned with them, but also... These aren't the things that are pressing. On, uh, people aren't sitting around going, if only we could stop all of these excess fees once and for all. I mean, they do I, suck, I, yes. I, 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 I sit around and think you about do? only if I could stop excess fees, but not to the extent that Joe Biden has. He's Lex Luthor. I'm Superman. All, I, all I'm saying is when I decide to go on a on a vacation, I always go, damn, I didn't realize this wasn't a resort. And you just and you leave immediately. I, yeah, I, I totally relate to that. Science <laughs> can't treat your child like a piece of baggage. What? Americans are tired of being. I Kamala stood for that. So wait, what? For family, just to be able to sit together. Baggage fees are bad enough. Airlines can't treat your child like a piece of baggage. America. What? what, what? What are they storing children in the compartment, like in the area where they put the animals? Is that what's going yeah, but, on? I, I don't fly because I don't. So wait, do, I, I don't like flying. Because let, let me let me let me just say when I when I've flown, they'll let you take your baby with you, and you don't have to pay a ticket price for the baby if that baby's in your lap. Do you right? put it in the storage? Oh, you don't put it in the storage compartment. So it's a carry-on bag. Is he trying to take? I that always maybe actually children in overhead compartments when they were small. <laughs> it's very cozy. Yeah, you might be right, Cam. That might be what he's he's. He didn't like. have to put them in the overhead compartments, but he did Jesus on his private jets because he wanted in a manger. to. These were little tiny mangers. But I, I don't know how he got to Jesus in a manger. <laughs> I'm just saying he was born in a manger. Deal with it. <laughs> we're tired of being played for suckers. Okay, that well, that's an insult. We're tired of being played for suckers. You have to be. So pass, pass the Junk Free Prevention Act so companies stop ripping us off. For too long, 
You know what I can't stand? I can't stand the people when you say, well, Hunter Biden, and they go, we didn't elect Hunter. We elected Joe. As though there is no relation or, or any consequences about what's or, or, or as though he's not his father. Like, 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 that's the yeah. stupidest. We didn't elect Hunter. You know what I can't stand is when people get up on stage and say they can't do this to us anymore. They can't take advantage of us. And they're talking about airlines and they have they fly around in something called Air Force One. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, Dana brought that rich boy. Yeah. This guy doesn't fucking fly on. on, Right. He hadn't flown commercial probably in 30 years. Like you're not going to go sit down and and you happen to say, oh, wow. Strangest thing happened. I ended up sitting in between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris commercial on whatever air air flight people take these days. Dana mentioned that story about the couple that left the baby at the airport. Um, (laughs) like, Like, Did you see that? I mean, that was the strangest story. You mentioned it, but then my internet stopped working, so I didn't. I know, I, so I ran it about a little bit. But this, these couple, they went to go get board a plane, and they didn't have a ticket for the baby, so they left the baby like on the little area where they, I guess, you check in, and then they ran to try and, like, you know how in movies they'll be they'll be like, okay, last person boarding, and they'll be closing the thing before you can get on that little runway to go to the plane. It was like they were doing that, and they were just trying to get on the plane as though they would say. Well, we were going to stop them and ask them about this baby, but they made it onto the plane. <laughs> well, they were trying to <laughs> the ditch the baby. St- it's obvious. Obviously, yeah. They were trying to do something. But weird. not anymore. Ditch it. We're, getting, we're beginning to restore the dignity of work. For what? example. The dignity that was of work. Another, I, 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 I should have known this, but I didn't until two years ago. Another micro stroke. All right. Let's see what he you, says you about the dignity Micro stroke. Just keep a tally list for us, Mr. President. 30 million workers have to sign non-compete agreements with the jobs they take. 30 million. So a cashier at a burger place can't walk across town and take the same job at another burger place and make a few bucks more. That is not how that works. What is he saying here, Cam? So he's he's okay. So when you get a job, let's say you're working at a company that works on software in software as a service for photographers, right? So you work to help photographers sell their photos, right? What they what, inside your like job uh, contract is that you can't go to their competitor right after you quit and work for them and give away all of their little secrets and things like that, right? Yeah. He's pretending like that Burger King's <laughs> like, hey guys, hey, you can't go right. to McDonald's after this and tell us how, tell them how we flame grill a burger. All right? People that are like, not have you guys is. noticed how McDonald's fries taste exactly like Burger King's fries now? Oh, if they okay, I'll be honest with you. Um, that would be a, a letdown because McDonald's way better than Burger King when it comes to fries. Right. I, I, I agree I, with you. So I, he's I trying to give an illusion. This is just a bullshit story. I, I would my my dad was trying to prove a lesson to me when I was a job. I had to work at one of the first fast food restaurants ever. And then when I left, I ever? did have to sign a non compete. <laughs> I'm just You worked just at what fast food there. restaurant did you work at? Uh it was called Little's. Little, you were uh, like a cashier or a, a, a fry I, I, cooker. Well, Littles? you know, for a while I was washing lettuce, and uh, <laughs> and then I moved my way up to French fryer. Is that how you and made your fortune? A, uh, well, after that, this was during high school. 
All right, of course. And you so are. It was, yeah. it was a lesson my daddy made me do. Right. Uh, I always love it when a grown man calls his father daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just trying to be polite and give some respect. I will be honest, though. That's hilarious because I've worked at Chick-fil-A. I've worked at Zaxby's. Um, never once did I sign a non-compete at Chick-fil-A. Right, because Chick Fil A is like Chick Fil A. Nobody's competing with us, is what Chick Fil A is saying. Well, Zaxby's is. Well, by the way, I mean Zaxby's stole everything they have from Guthrie's and Athens. They did, but Guthrie's also. I think their sauce was not quite as good as Zach's sauce. If I'm being honest, Zaxby's is good, but they're not Chick Fil A. Absolutely out of your mind. Guthrie's gut sauce is amazing. I want to give you guys a tip that I just found out recently. You might know this, but. I used to really like Chick-fil-A's chicken salad sandwich. I, I never liked chicken salad sandwiches. The original one, one was fantastic. The, the one that was warm and it came in the, and it was like thin. Yeah, it toasted, wasn't thick. Toasted bread, yeah. Right, yeah, toasted bread. Terrible. It was amazing. The minimal. The minimal. The only chicken salad chicken sandwich salad I would eat. Then sandwich. they canceled it and they stopped mm-hmm. it. However, you know what they did? And I just discovered this recently. Is they actually posted the entire recipe on how to make it that exact sandwich because they were like, we know you guys are sad. And then they just told you how to make it. So we I'll now have the power to make that sandwich. I, when I worked at Chick-fil-A for a couple of years, I sold like maybe one of those damn sandwiches a month. I don't think people so knew they, that they existed. It totally that makes may sense. Have been me. It may have been me who was ordering them the weekend. Yeah, I liked it. Well, all right, let's get through the rest of this here. But that just changed it because we exposed hey, can you go to Dwarf House? That was part of the deal. Mr. President, we, we got to get through the rest of the speech, then we'll get back to the, the sandwich. I've never discussion. been to the Dwarf House. The Dwarf House is amazing. It was a Birmingham Chick-fil-A. Can you get can you get that sandwich at Dwarf House? Is it? Uh, probably. When they let non-dwarfs go to Dwarf House, you just have to use the other door. Guys, we'll get up. Little doors, little doors Not anymore. We're banning those agreements, so companies have to compete for workers and pay them what they're worth. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. You have to give us concrete definitions. He hates capitalism. I must tell you. They are, yes, they are averse. Here's who is that? Is, is that the person who started Black Lives Matter? Well, here's, here's the deal. I believe that's Ayanna Presley. I'm not sure. But, like, is this not the perfect person for James Gunn's DC Universe Lex Luthor? Because she you does, know the diversity yeah. is going to be high. She looks like she's trying to audition to be on the the front of a, a playing card with that outfit. Look you at know, that dude behind her. I don't like yeah. that Amanda Waller. I don't like yeah. her one bit. The guy behind her looks like he's trying to smell her shoulder. But but if you look, just look to the to the down from from uh, the white puffy sleeves, yeah. and to the left you have dollar store. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wait a second. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just now seeing Lex Luthor here. You're absolutely. But you didn't know who we were talking about. You just now saw I it. I have no idea. I just actually looked at the screen. I'm and Lex Luthor would have AOC as a. He's bound to get a response from my friends on my left with the right. I'm hey, so sick what? and tired of companies breaking the law by preventing workers from organizing. Pass the Pro Act. You know, this whole idea of organizing, you know, I, I get the idea behind it. It's been co-opted so, so badly that it, what, what's been going on the past couple of years is the workers at Starbucks have been unionizing uh, against Starbucks. Now, Starbucks 
the gives their employees. The yeah, it's the Chick-fil-A of the left. That's exactly right. It, it, it gives their employees everything on the progressive agenda. So it doesn't actually just BS. It actually gives them free college. It gives them uh, paid time off, uh, maternity leave, even for part-time workers, insurance, all of the things they well, ask they for. They give maternity leave to trans women that's how progressive they are right and and you go you, uh, nowadays that's pretty much the entire uh, staff there but even though they get all of that what they, they call these people entrepreneurs and they've done they've talked about them at the world economic forum which means you send people in to go take over a company and you weaponize their employees against them by making them believe they're being wronged or oppressed in some way they're when Bolshevik. starbucks gives them everything Yes, they're Bolsheviks. It's a, it's a Bolshevik tactic. It's exactly what it is. Workers have a right. Workers have a right. Yeah, AOC is in the Amazon show, Rob, Rob, and the boys. Yeah, it's totally her. You're exactly right. I was going to ruin this superpower. I won't ruin it for people. Oh, wait, this AOC is. AOC, no, don't say it. Piece. Not everybody has seen boys, but yes, there's a character based. It's AOC in that show. Let's guarantee all workers have a living wage. Let's make sure working parents can afford to raise a family with sick days, paid family medical leave, affordable child care. He's just hitting talking points. Hey, let me promise a bunch of things that have absolutely nothing to do with. Millions of more people to go and stay at work and let's restore the full child tax credit, which gave tens of millions of parents some breathing room. You took away the the child tax credit. He lowered it. And he's. To- well, I want to. Cam, have you ever read a book called Rules for Radicals? <laughs> you talking about the uh, Solinsky book? Is yeah, yeah. Have you, have you read it? King. People no, should read that book. It, it's very. But a lot of people have read it, read the ten rules that he gives. But actually, reading the entire book, it, it, these are the strategies that they they use. Is those and, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. book called Organizational Weapon. Uh, um. It's, it's, it does Bolshevik communist tactics, and it's not just the communists that use them; it's all of them. And you modernize that, and they can then they can organize mobs in an instant with this digital world, which is why they want everybody connected to it. Yeah, the digital world is terrible. We've done a terrible, terrible thing. Aren't you selling NFTs? Yeah. Problem <laughs> history. And by the way, when we do all these things, we increase productivity. We increase economic I'm just growth. increasing productivity so let's finish of the AI. Uh, and get more families access to affordable quality housing. Let's get seniors who want to stay in their homes, the care they need to do so. Let's give more breathing room to millions of family caregivers looking after their loved ones. Pass my plan so we get seniors and people with disabilities the home care and services they need. And support so, wait, just pause for a second. the workers who are doing God. This is obviously them working with BlackRock to raise the prices of our rent so that yep. they can then artificially lower it, right? right. Because yeah. my rent's insane. The rent right is now. astronomical. It's unbelievable. It's like, like $800 how dare more you? on average here. How, how, minute, how dare on. you raise my rent by almost $300? How dare you? How dare you? Like, you? Go fuck uh, yourself. Cam, I have a question. Pretend like some of your audience members don't know what BlackRock is. And tell them what that is real quick. Well, BlackRock being... Do you not know what BlackRock is, Mr. President? I didn't say I didn't. I said some of the listeners might not know. (laughs) 
BlackRock is a, a corporation that purchases up homes, a lot of single family homes, by the way, and then uh, it just, just starts making regular people's homes uh, rental properties. And they're, they're, they're a World they're, Economic Forum partner, and they are the largest investor in ESG in on the planet. They are at the head of trying to implement the ESG social credit scores for corporations, which they hope will trickle down to the public well, around them in the world. That is what their agenda is, and they're working but, with the World Economic Forum, and they're also buying up all the houses, like Cam said, to uh, uh, control rent, and you know, you'll own nothing right, because, and you'll love it. Because if you look at what I could have bought with my family that needs a house that we own, that needs that, two years ago, three years ago, I have to, I don't I'm no longer competing with prices with other families. I'm competing with corporations. Right. For because yeah, of the it, house. Because they can afford the prices and people can't. I mean there's there's some places across the country where the mortgages to buying a house is cheaper than than like the lowest it's rent. One, if I got a mortgage tomorrow, I would spend half as much as what I'm paying on rent. That's crazy. But that's but the reality I right now. It's nuts. Be, because of the collusion, because of these different things, I my like fuck my credit. I don't have the ability to buy a house. Yeah, is now. it sexy? Is it really hot? I wish it was. It's very. It's it's it, right. Yeah, better, it's tough. Yeah, I'm I'm pissed because right. it's like the the longer it goes, like it's becoming more and more difficult. To and buy and a you house keep wondering if it's going to go down, it. and it doesn't really. It doesn't seem like it's. This episode really is rated R. It, it it has now been converted to R-rated. Yes. So it probably <laughs> right. won't make it into the regular feed, but will be on Rockfin and on Patreon. We'll listen to most likely. Yes. These plans are fully paid for and we can afford to do them. Restoring the It's going to be funny at the end when, when McCarthy tries to stand up and his legs are wobbly from all the um the Valium and he just topples over. Same thing with Except because she's Atrophy, it's like she's done it she's too made, much. She's made herself lightheaded. <laughs> right. An affordable ticket to the middle class. You know, when we're talking about public education. We're talking about Peter. Yeah. No, we're talking about Kamala Harris standing up quickly and, and getting lightheaded. I, I wonder how, what the choice is of who they cut to. That, that's what really interests me here. Because at baseball games and stuff, there's a strategy to that. They have the kiss cam at basketball games where they always, they go, okay, we're going to go. They're going to try and choose people who look like they're a couple. And then they're going to find an opposing team that looks like two buddies hanging out. And then they're going to put the kiss cam on the two dudes. And everybody's going to laugh. Hey, that's homophobic. Do what? It's homophobic what they're doing. Right. So I, I just wonder... Like what their strategy is here when it comes to the themes and the topics they're talking about and who they cut to. I'll be honest with you, Brad. I haven't been one to drink on a stream in a while. Haven't been drunk in a hot minute. Grab a drink, man. Dude, I've had I've drank too much already. Like you're just really you're about to see the descent. All right. Well, let's. Uh, uh, I think there's a few more minutes left here, and then we can uh, uh, we can do a, a wrap. You see Cam unravel. Yeah, we'll see Cam unravel after this. You ready to you ready to hear about how much I love you, buddy? Century, <laughs> we made the best educated, best paid. We became the best educated, best paid nation in the world. The rest of the world's caught up. It's caught up. Jill, my <laughs> wife, who teaches full time. 
as an expression. No, she fucking look doesn't. Her. Go fuck she, yourself. Now, look, she talk about a, a effing villain. That's a villain. I don't know who that girl is next to her, but she looks terrified of her. And my gosh, Kamala Harrison's husband is just, he's got cuck written all over his face. I hope I get it right, kid. Any nation that out-educates us is going to out-compete us. Any nation that out-educates is going to out-compete us. Folks, we all know 12 years of education is not enough to win the economic competition of 21st century. So what do we need? We need to keep children in government schools for even longer. Indoctrination. Let, let, let the children be raised by the state. That's what right. it I had, like I, to me. I had a friend who kept making this point or kept saying, I don't understand why my the smartest people I know, the doctors, are so brought into this this propaganda or so bought into it. They they totally believe this propaganda. They have been propagandized for far longer than you have. Right. Absolutely. What if, you're, if you're a doctor and you're going to these public fucking schools, you're not going to end your doctorate with being a smarter person. Maybe you'll have be you smarter. You won't be a more conscientious person. Right. Yeah. The propaganda is amazing. You're going to end up as a by the books person. And that's what the education system teaches more than anything else. It's, uh, hey, get back in line. Don't ask questions why you need to do it because I said so. It, 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 indoctrinates people into doing what their establishment overlords tell them without question. That, that's, I think, is the biggest thing that's imparted. We want to have the best educated workforce. Let's finish the job by providing access to preschool. So that's what he says to, uh, you know, Jill. Let's finish the job, Jill. Can I just say... For three and four- uh, I, I was listening to a guy that I'm, I'm friends with on social media talking about how he almost had to get a doctorate in order to teach high school. Uh, why is he teaching high school? I don't know, but I remember when I was a kid, you That's just weird. had to have a bachelor's degree. I, I thought right? they were trying to like fill those. Like I thought you could. Yeah, I think it was recently. I mean, not long, not long ago, they were actually hiring people that that weren't qualified. There's some stories about this in the past couple of years because nobody wanted to be a teacher. Uh, right, well, but then it turned the, into you the had to have The schools at one point were paying for teachers to go and get their master's degree. Right. It, it went to master's and then now it's essentially it's going to be a doctorate soon. They're devaluing they're devaluing Absolutely. education. I, that's what free college does. That's what that's what when you make everything a check mark instead of actually going to learn skills that you can apply and use. Th- that's what it becomes. It becomes devalued like that. But the fact is, even you could have no education, but if you went to an interview at a public school and you dyed your hair pink and you uh, talked about uh, gender fluidity and how you're going to help those kids learn inclusivity, then you'll get a job if you go can apply at the right place. Can I just say real quick, and this is totally off topic, but any article about Ezra Miller, who is most recently known as playing the Flash, are the most frustrating and confusing articles to read because Ezra Miller is an is a they them. Yes. Right. And they, so every time that. you're reading an article, you have to figure out how many people are doing shit the entire yeah. time. No, the articles are very confusing. Why I think that's is part he of that. Still employed by Warner Brothers. Well, so, they're going to keep them because they said that movie was the greatest superhero movie of all time. So we're going to keep this rolling. Hopefully, you can get away from the police there, Mr. President. That I think. Years old. 
Studies show that children who go to preschool are nearly 50% more likely to finish high school and go on to earn a two or four year degree, no matter their background. But what does a two or four year degree get you? So he, he didn't complete the, uh, the loop there. A two or four year degree could be a fantastic coaster. Came from. Let's give public school teachers a raise. No. Let's fire every last one of them. Let's make that. Let's do a little better. Fuck them, Let's make sure they're not teachers. having sex with the students. Can we start there? No. We're making progress. That would be the greatest uh, school sex scandal in history is um, Jill Biden hooking up with. Uh, Have you um, noticed that the only school sex scandals that make the news are when like minorly hot, pretty good looking chicks, female teachers right. uh, have sex with 14 year old boys. Right. Well, yeah. It's, uh, every time. Like how many news stories, national news stories do you hear about like a creepy gym teacher touching the girls? Like you almost never hear about no, that. That's unless a it's a thing. Republican politician, you're not going to hear about it. Right. Increasing Pell Grants for working in middle-class families. Let's finish the job. God, stop to connect students to career opportunities starting in high school. Provide access. So why do you cut to this? I mean, this looks like it's like a, a scene out of the office dude, with that guy in the middle here. This is like the middle dude is like if you bought John Favreau off of Wish. <laughs> yeah, he does look like he does look Two like years John of community Favreau. college, the best career training in America, in addition to being a pathway to a four-year degree. Let's offer every American a path to a good career, whether they go to college or not. Well, look, I, I agree with that. People should be people get jobs whether they go to college or not. But the the problem w- with it is is this idea that it's all reliant on what these people do. These twisted people that we depend on them to do it for us. No, you, you don't need a degree to get a job. All all we use degrees for is is a communication. A way to communicate what experience that we have so that the employer can screen you out or, or welcome you in. In fact, if you actually put your resume up against a bunch of people who have far better resumes, then what you're actually doing is you're eliminating yourself from the process unless you find a different way to communicate what you can do for those people. And, th- and that's what it is. It starts with, I think I can help them get what they want. I know how I can help them get what they want. I just need to figure out the best way to communicate it, communicate it to them that gets around all of the other noise. And that's it's a simplistic way to, to uh, break it down, but we don't have to rely on these fucks. We, most we jobs, most jobs that people are now seeking education for could be taught uh, yes, in a couple of weeks under an apprenticeship model or experience uh, yes. model. The, the apprentice uh, yes. model. That's what I like. The, to call. Right, the apprentice model, Cam. You exactly. Yes, <laughs> of the president, the the real president of the United States. I'm um, so judge. I'm. I hope when I t- call you the real president of the United States that it really just, It'll you know, diamonds up your loins, my dude. Oh my gosh, let's. Uh... <laughs> Folks, in the midst of the COVID crisis, when schools were closed, what? And we were shutting down everything. Let's recognize how far we came in the fight against the pandemic itself. Shut up. Fuck you. While the virus is not gone, virus? thanks to resilience the of American people and the ingenuity of medicine. What is the virus? The COVID grip on Is that like... Uh, COVID deaths are down by nine. No. Let's hear what he says about the virus here. Yeah, he's admitting... Can I, can I just, before you hit play, 
I have gotten so many ads about free COVID tests just recently. All like, right. hey, we'll send you. We're a pharmacy. I'll, Holy we'll shit, it's free. free. I'll COVID take it. Tests. No, I've never taken one damn COVID test. Why do I want your eight free ones? Because they're free. To unload on people. They're free. 90%. We've saved millions of lives and opened up. Bull fucking shit. We'll open our country back up. Yeah. And soon we'll end the public health emergency. But that's called a public health emergency. But we'll remember the toll and pain that's never going to go away. More than a million Americans lost their lives to COVID. A million. Families grieving. Children orphaned. Empty chairs at the dining room table. What about the vaccine? Reminding you that she used to sit there. Remembering them. We remain vigilant. We still need to monitor dozens of variants and support new vaccines Bullshit. and treatments. So Congress needs to fund these efforts and keep America safe. And as we emerge from this crisis stronger, we're also got to double down on prosecuting criminals who stole relief money meant to keep workers and small businesses afloat. That's Brad Raffenfeller from Georgia. That's, that is their darling in Georgia. I just realized who that was. Anyway, I think um, that's Brad Raffenfeller. Do what? Yeah, I think that's. I think that's it. Yeah, he, they love him because he stood up to Trump despite that phone call where he told him to find votes. Which, if anybody listened to, they would see that the entire narrative around that is is just a lie. The whole narrative is. But now Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp, who Brian Kemp will be a 2024 presidential candidate because the media has selected. Him. They have chosen. No, him. no, uh, he won't make it. He's the he's the Jeb Bush of that selection. Well, right. He's oh, yeah. going to be in the primaries, is what I mean. He's not going to get roasted. All right, right. Yes, I can't wait. That would be fun to see Trump roast him. That, yeah, that's Raffin's brother for sure. Kamala's going to be in Atlanta to, tomorrow, by the way. Remember, I think this is his closing. Uh, campaign, the big issue was about inspector generals. Who I, I wish you would have said inspector generals. I think this is his closing part, Mr. President. So then uh, we can, we can uh, they were fired. do a reflection. Many people said we don't need them. And fraud became rampant. Last year, I told you the watchdogs are back. Since then, since then, we've recovered billions of taxpayers' dollars. Now let's triple the anti-fraud strike force going after these criminals, double the statute of limitations on these crimes, and crack down on identity fraud by criminal syndicates stealing billions of dollars, billions of dollars from the American people. Kid, kid, uh, what's his name? Look more, um, like the uh, Mr. Burns. What's so his, uh, did, did he just think he's, okay? Wait, wait, what is he doubling the statute of limitations on? I gotta be honest with you, I don't, I don't know what he's even talking about because it's not child rape, it's not child molestation that they're doing this on. It's uh, what is it? He said fraud, identity fraud. Right, fraud, identity theft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the pandemic, because there was increased amount of fraud during the pandemic. That is true, because everything went digital. And you know, I'm not going after. 
They don't like the children, but they like them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we know what you mean for sure. All right, I'm going to hit this on double speed, see if we can get him to the close, and then we can just chat, or I'll just skip to the end if he doesn't. There's Raffensperger. Finally, McCarthy stands. Before I came to office, you remember, during that campaign, the big issue was about inspector generals who would protect taxpayers' dollars from the sideline. They were fired. Many people said we don't need them. And fraud became rampant. Last year, I told you the watchdogs are back. Since then, since then, we recovered billions of taxpayers' dollars. Now let's triple the anti-fraud strike force going after these criminals, double the statute of limitations on these crimes, and crack down on identity fraud by criminal syndicates stealing billions of dollars, billions of dollars from the American people. And the data shows that for every dollar we put in a fighting fraud, the taxpayers get back at least 10 times as much. It matters. It matters. Look, COVID left its scars, like the spike in violent crime in 2020, the first year of the pandemic. We have an obligation to make sure all people are safe. Public safety depends on public trust, as all of us know. But too often, that trust is violated. Join us tonight with the parents of Tyree Nichols. Welcome. There's your propaganda tools. God, dude, imagine, imagine, just for a second, that you get invited to the State of the Union by the President of the United States. But the reason that you were invited is because five black police officers in Memphis just kicked your son to death. Five racist white black police officers. That's true. Well, that's true. It's white supremacy that happened there. I mean, that was, like, that was an awful fucking story. I mean, there's, there's it no, is an awful fucking story. Stuff. But imagine that's how you get to the State of the Union. Yeah. Like your your son wasn't even a hero. Like he wasn't a gold. You're not a gold star family. He just got kicked the shit out of. It's like having George Floyd's grandmother there. Like imagine that. Like. Um. Yeah, you know, I feel bad for them. I feel terrible for them, but yeah, they're being used. And uh, yeah, my famousness that is I... used as a fucking puppet by the president yeah. of the United States because my son died right. because some fucking policemen couldn't keep their feet to themselves. Right. You know, there's no word to describe the heartache of grief of losing a child. But imagine, imagine if you lost that child at the hands of the law. Imagine having to worry whether your son or daughter came home from walking down the street, playing in the park, or just driving a car. Most of us in here have never had to have the talk. The talk the brown and black parents have had to have with their children. Bo, Hunter, Ashley, my children. I never had to have a talk with them. I never had to tell them if a police officer pulls you over, turn your interior lights on right away. Don't reach for your license. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Imagine having to worry like that every single time your kid got in the car. Here's what Tyree's mother shared with me when I spoke to her. When I asked her how she finds the courage to carry on and speak out. The faith of God, she said her son was, quote, a beautiful soul, and something good will come of this. Imagine how much courage and carry that takes. It's up to us, to all of us. We all want the same thing. Neighbors free of violence. Law enforcement, law enforcement who earns the community's trust. Just as every cop on the pin on that badge in the morning has a right to be able to go home at night, so does everybody else out there. Our children have a right I'm, to come home I'm just, I'm, I'm just, Equal protection under the law is a covenant we have with each other in America. I'm so frustrated with that. We know. I'm so frustrated with this, Brad, because it's, it's a fucking... You have you lose your son to police brutality, and the president of the fucking United States calls you up to be their fucking puppet to make a point and to win brownie points for the left. Right. I'm sure that there was a, a, a press agent that reached out to them and convinced them this is the way that if you want your son's death to mean something to affect change, and if you come here tonight, then this is going to be the best way for you to do that. So I, I think. 
sure they presented it to them in that way uh but there's this old ass fucking white man coming to you saying hey can i use your child as a puppet can i use you as a puppet to make my political brownie point i mean that's exactly what they're doing um but they have communication specialists to to uh speak to the people in ways to where they they say okay they can see the benefit for themselves and their cause i apologize for my drunkenness it's okay but i will point out are you saying maybe he actually cares mr trump no, yes drunk I'm saying they think the they think he cares right. no, most people don't most people believe their um political leaders the majority they might say they distrust government but the ones that are on their side and say the things that make them feel good they believe them but it's just so dirty. This is what makes you not just a bad person, but like bottom of the barrels, barrel, scum of the earth person. I agree. To use a tragedy like this where you lose your son or daughter. Yeah. And well, some yeah. fucking asshole no, politician. Yeah. These politicians, they see these crises as opportunities and, and they, they jump on the opportunity to exploit it. It's, it's disgusting. Drug overdoses, mental health issues, so much more. Them. In one sense, we ask for too much of them. I know most cops and their families are good, decent, honorable people, the vast majority. But they risk. And they risk their lives every time they put that shield on. But what happened to Tyree and Memphis happens too often. We have to do better. Give law enforcement the real training they need. Hold them to higher standards. Help them succeed in keeping them safe. We also need more first responders and professionals to address the growing mental health substance abuse challenges. More resources to reduce violent crime and gun crime. We need social intervention programs. More housing, education, and job training. All this can help prevent violence in the first place. When police officers police departments violate the public trust. Dim Radaway said maybe they show up because they get 10 grand and they signed an NDA. That's a possibility as well, Bribe. But but like slow this down for just a second because I want to see if he – I do 1.5. I just want to see if he still runs cover for the police in this moment. I just want to see if that happens. He must be held accountable. With the support. With the support of the families of victims. Civil rights groups and law enforcement, I signed an executive order for all federal officers, banning chokeholds, restricting no-knock warrants, and other key elements of the George Floyd Act. Unless adrenochrome is involved, then chokehold away. Let's commit ourselves to make the words of Tyler's mom true. Something good must come from this. Something good. (laughs) And all of us. All of us. I feel, I feel terrible feeling. It's difficult, but it's simple. All of us in, the cha- in this chamber, we need to rise to this moment. We can't turn away. Let's do what we know in our hearts that we need to do. Let's come together to finish the job on police reform. Do something. Do something. That was the plea of parents who lost their children in Uvalde. I met with every one of them. Do something about gun violence. Thank God. But, but nobody wants Thank to God be a did. cop, though, so they have to change the standards. That's the sweeping gun safety law in three decades. So. That includes things like that the majority of responsible gun owners already support. Enhanced background checks for 18 to 21 years old. Red flag laws, keeping guns out of the hands of people uh, who are dangerous. Red flag laws are the, but we know our the work most is stop OS. Join us tonight. Right. Well, it's it's our, like pre-crime stuff. Yeah, so now he's getting to his agenda here. Say, a 26-year-old hero. Brandon put is his that Bono? Oh, so this is a guy who... He stopped somebody who was a shooter. <laughs> and he's Bono? sitting... Is that Bono next to him? Is that... <laughs> 
So that guy, you think a month ago that guy was imagined he's going to be sitting next to a decrepit Bono at the Wrestling State of the Union? gun away from Monterey Park. James on hold to beat his mom's side. His mom's side when she was dying from cancer. Bono. Brandon. Yeah, you know, Jesse, Rob, Jesse Ventura disappointed me as Bono, well. Isn't it? Yeah, it's Bono, man. It's old ass Bono. Two weeks ago. It's a replica. No, 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 your celebrations. You heard it. You what? It's a replica. It's a Bono replica, of course. Studio door closed. You saw a man standing there pointing semi-automatic pistol at him. He thought he was going to die. He thought about the people inside. And in that instant, he found the courage to act and wrestle the semi-automatic pistol away from the gunman who had already killed all the people in another dance studio. Yeah. A semi-automatic pistol? You mean literally most of them? 90% of the pistols? Right. They, they like to use the specificity to make it seem like it's... Uh, I mean, for God, for God's sake, a double-action revolver is a semi-automatic pistol. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how they manipulate the things. They use that specificity because most people don't... If you know that most people don't have an awareness of a subject, then you can speak in ways that makes them think things are rare... And unique when they're not really. Uh, Dana asked, "Is Zelensky in attendance?" And I, I, I've been thinking like the only thing that would really close this out properly is if Zelensky either virtually oh, came in just in his face. If he is, he's in a dick sporting goods jumpsuit. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to mute myself, and then I'm going to say something, and I'll let the audience determine what I said instead of me actually saying it out loud. Eleven. I can't read his face. It's too small in the there screen. There you go. There you go. It's time That's we do the same. Banned assault weapons. Now. There it is. Maybe you should. Kamala stood up before he even finished that, that statement. Oh, so this guy has four banned assault weapons. If you're going to sit next to Bono, you got to be. In, in ten years, that ban was law. Mass shootings went down after we let it expire in the Republican administration. Mass shootings tripled. Let's finish the job and ban these assault weapons, and let's also come together on immigration. Because that's a natural conversation. Okay, look, uh, normal average Americans, we should ban assault weapons and then come together on immigration. They try to weave this shit together into this uh, one narrative to make us care about it. These, these, These fucking people are swindlers. Read the book The Big Con. Read the book The Big Con and apply it to this, and it explains everything. Oh, yeah. It's Barlam and Bay all over the place. We know we now have a record number of personnel working to secure the border, arresting 8,000 human smugglers, seizing over 23,000 pounds of fentanyl in just the last several months. We've launched a new border plan last month. That's why the Chinese had to sneak it in through that, that spy balloon. Unlawful migration from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua yeah. has come down 97% as a consequence of that. But American border problems won't be fixed until Congress acts. If we don't pass my comprehensive immigration reform, at least pass my plan to provide the equipment and officers to secure the border. That's your plan. You don't have any plans, Joe. Way to citizenship. You're given plans. Those on temporary status, farm workers, essential workers. Here in the people's house. It's our duty to protect all the people's rights and freedoms. Here in the people's Congress house. Congress must restore the people's house. Would any of us be allowed in there? They got a great idea. Finish the wall. What is it? Fin- uh, fit, build the wall. You want to complete the wall? Finish, finish the wall. Restore the right. That was taken away in Roe v. Wade. Now protect Roe v. Wade. Oh, my goodness. It's just like he's got a checkbox. It's bullshit. The vice president and I are doing everything. Uh, you know what I don't like? Uh, did you see that guy a moment ago who stood up and he was doing the Take extended it, arms applause? Take it. 
Shove I, that finger so far up your nose. I, I hate. Oh my gosh, he is. I hate the extended <laughs> arm aggressive applause. Like you're really like yes. I, I like a uh, normal applause. You just kind of agree, but an extended arm applause. That's an agenda. Make no mistake about it. If Congress passes a national ban, I will veto it. But let's also pass. Let's also pass the Bipartisan Equality Act. Mature LGBTQ Americans, especially transgender young people. Wait, what? Safety and dignity. Thank goodness we're protecting LGBTQ transgender young people. Thank goodness we are protecting their right to mutilate their bodies. Oh, there she is. Whatever the fuck that is, we are in a bizarro world. Kirsten Cinema. Isn't she the one that was having threesomes and shit and like swapping, like going to swinger parties with her husband? I don't know about that, but I do know that she looks... Same thing Lex Luthor was, but why... (laughs) Lex Luthor was wearing the exact same shirt when he showed earlier. (laughs) Yeah, he was, All I'm saying is that the puffy sleeves are off the chart, one. And two, I love that they... That this is the woman who's replacing Sweet D as Big Bird and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, she looks like she's trying to get into a sex party. That (laughs) stupid outfit. I mean, what... That is the upside-down pineapples. You know, what it, you know what it looks like? Dresses. It looks like the Hunger Games. Yeah, it does. It's not just an example of our power, but the power of our example. Let's remember the world's watching. I spoke in this chamber one year ago. Just yeah, days the after world's watching, dressed like you're in the, the Hunger Games. Vulcan- <laughs> images of death and destruction. Europe oh. suffered in World War II. Putin's invasion has been a test Here it is. for the ages. Test for America. A test for the world. Would we stand for the most basic of principles? Would we stand for sovereignty? Would we stand for the right of people to live free of tyranny? Will we stand for the defense of democracy? For such defense matters to us because it keeps peace and prevents open season. I would be aggressive and threatens our prosperity. Okay, and of course they cut to Anthony Blinken and Janet Yellen when they're talking about World War III mongering. Nice job there. Look at that woman's face behind Janet Yellen with a super frowny face. That must be her resting frowny face. That Yellen woman looks like she's wearing a leather bag over her face. So, so by the way, uh, Kristen Cinema is the first openly bisexual member of Congress. Oh, that's like saying you're the first oh, yeah. openly straight member it's of like Congress. You're say, yeah, it's like saying you're the Nothing. first uh, uh, girl in her early 20s in Congress would be the equivalent of that, even though she's in her mid-40s. One year later, we know the answer. Yes, we would, and we did. We did. And together... We did what America always does at our best. We let Joe, would you kill tril- children and drink their adrenochrome? Yes, we would, and yes, we did. Ed, we united NATO. We built Brad, a whole coalition. you really got to do those more, those interviews more. You got <laughs> to go back yeah, and do I need to do another interview. We stood with the Ukrainian people tonight. We're once again joined by Ukrainians ambassador to the United States. Here we she go. That's not her, just her nation, but the courage of her people ambassador. Is our ambassador is here. How? Okay, so he couldn't say her name. Did you see that? He started to say her name. He realized he couldn't. So, All so this I'm saying yeah. is if you look at women who are from, you know, like the Eastern, Eastern European women. <laughs> Typically, they're fucking hot. Yeah, of course they are. That's why there's all these stories about these British men who are like telling their wives, "Hey, um, I decided to bring in some Ukrainian refugees. If that's okay." But how the fuck did they choose this rush this Chinese spy balloon as the official delegate to the United States? Well, she is a a spokeshole for Ukraine. She she was at she was in. Oh. She was. She was in the the. 
She was in the Davos discussions. I watched a lot of videos of her Davos. What, what they had at Davos was they had all of these panel discussions, and they had a Ukrainian representative in almost all of them. And the Ukrainian representative was almost always – now, she would be, I would say, the least attractive of them. But usually an attractive woman in her mid to early 30s that all of the older men were Googling over and promising they continue giving them aid to – and yeah, she was one of them. You're not, you're not sure about that statement, though. I mean, she looks like a brick. She, Have she's you seen <laughs> Eastern European women. I mean, the guy next to her is prettier than she is, right there. Have you seen the sketch of Phil Hartman playing an Eastern European woman? <laughs> then yeah, Ukrainian women are gorgeous. They're beautiful. Russian Dude, women, all are Eastern beautiful. European women, Czech women. Like, oh my god! I, I dated a Ukrainian girl for uh, a few months. She, I mean, she was gorgeous. They, they're beautiful, and that's like I said. That's why they started calling the refugee crisis because of this war, racism. Because what I was talking about a moment ago, a lot of people in the UK started setting up these scams where these guys were trying to bring in these hot Ukrainian refugees, and then the government was like, "Why are you discriminating against the Afghanistan refugees?" And they're like. I don't want to have sex with them. That's why. And then it became a racism thing. And it's, 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 it's crude, but it's what was going on. And Ukraine actually is using that to their advantage with Zelensky. But why, but why, why do all of these like heads of state, when they choose the women to um, be the symbols, be the, the, the face of health, of ambassadorship why are they not the hot ones because i i think that there's a time to have the hot one represent it and then there's a time to have the everyday uh, um that right now in society it is not cool it's like bad to be hot it's like you you don't get on sports illustrated unless you look like lizzo okay that's like what they want to strive to society and so this looks like a homey lady and, and and this woman is a slick propagandist, by the way. All these people who are, are you see as part of this Ukraine sideshow, almost I looked this up and I was gonna do a video like laying this out, maybe I still will. They almost all previously worked for Zelensky's production company that produced his television show where he improbably became president in this comedy show, then they all just shifted right over to have government positions. So these are all like former production assistants, gaffers, uh, um, lighting people. Best boys. Best boys. Like that guy sitting next to her is a best boy, clearly. And Blinken would be in China. I saw some comments. It's all a production. It, yes, it is. But I don't, I don't understand how you like bring people to your side with and can somebody tell me why there's like a detective and a fedora sitting next to her what is (laughs) i was wondering the same thing it's tom jane from the expanse what's he investigating (laughs) all right let's see what he's let's see what biden says about her and they all do that too. So Look, everybody stands up with such reverence because Ukraine is fighting democracy, fighting for democracy for us. Okay, because they do the same thing every time. They did this in every panel discussion at Davos. They all did this. Oh, we praise what you're doing for us. Thank you so so much. Because we're going to stand with you. As long as it takes. What is that thing to his right to? 
We'll see it again in a moment here. I'm still trying to figure out why there's a salt and pepper shaker. There was it looks like, like a human thumb standing to his right. <laughs> more dignity, more, more peace, not just in Europe, but everywhere. Before I came to office, the story was about how the People's Republic of China was increasing its power and America was failing in the world. Not anymore. We made clear, and I made clear in my personal conversations, which have been many, with President Xi, that we seek competition, not conflict. But I will make no apologies you know, Gamal, that we're investing in, in, to make Kristen America stronger. Beck. Kristen Beck, a little bit. So they, they cut to Blinken right there where he's talking about China. Now, Blinken is supposed to be over there in China having a diplomatic meeting, but they canceled it because of a weather balloon. Can I just say, I hate these people. I, I, they're very hateable. Because it, it's... <laughs> Go off, Cam. Do it, baby. I watch these people make points. I watch them uh, reach for the clout that comes from being a leftist or a rightist. It doesn't matter their particular. Um, They're the establishment. Yes. They're the deep. But I see these fucking people <laughs> trying to pretend that I don't think that. Russia is any worse than Ukraine when it comes to begging the global economy for money. If you're going to beg for money, make sure you're wearing a Dick's brand track shoe. Yes, with a no, army green. But why, but why is it that we excuse nazism nazi tattoos from these people in ukraine like that's like how that's so the i posted a show earlier where i premised it on the america's policy since biden became president on uh one issue in particular has been a bit confusing that issue being where do we stand on the nazis because we fund them. It's not too unlike World War II, actually, where Prescott Bush, you know, he was indicted. Uh, Ford, he passed around Hitler's pamphlets and stuff. We fueled the Nazis' rise to power while at the same time standing on the front lines to fight against the Nazis. We're doing the same thing right now. We're doing the same type of messaging just in a modernized world. It, it, it's the same shit. They're, they're reproducing the same strategy. Well, and, and here's, here's the thing that throws me is – we have to pretend that there are people in Ukraine. There are a few that people don't there. want to separate from Ukraine. They don't yes. want to be a part of Zelensky's Ukraine. They want to be a part of Russia, which is to say that Ukraine is so bad that they want to be a part of Putin's Russia. Yeah, Ukraine is a corrupt country. It's it's like that's known prior to this we war. We have to pretend that those people don't exist, Brad. Yeah, I know. And if you say that they exist, then you are a Nazi for not supporting the Biden's Nazis for democracy. I am. Uh, I apologize for the amount of alcohol that is in my system right now. But Joe Biden has led to this, and I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, Joe, there's, this has been, I think, in the works for a while. But yes, it's been expedited for sure. Yeah, you Go just, ahead, Mr. This, President. This that you drinking has been in the works for a while, Cam. Uh, well, I don't typically spend my time talking. Like, I'll talk to Brad about different things, about different propaganda situations that come up. It is, it's it's fucked up that you but cannot point like, this shit out. You're right. 
It's the point that while I'm listening to this president of the United States spend their just the entire time of their state of the union fucking lying. Right. That I I had too much bourbon, my bro. No, I love you. But you're not I'm wrong sorry. though. You you people are expected as a norm to pretend that reality isn't reality. To to ignore what is blatantly obvious, because if you don't ignore it and if you point it out, like some of these things, then you then become that demon that is the evil enemy they're fighting. So well, people it, it, are uh, silenced by the fear of being othered. But but here's the thing: I saw a video tonight before I came on this. Oh, uh, don't get don't not one of those videos, Ken. Of a allegedly some sort of drone video of a grenade dropped into essentially uh, a hole of Russian soldiers. Uh, yeah. And it blew up. And like I as a human person who who doesn't discriminate between Russian or Ukrainian. I see people, human beings who probably have wives, who probably have children who are dying Mm -hmm. because of ideological concepts, ideological ideas. Because and our tax dollars dollars are funding it. Yeah. That that my tax dollars are going to and it breaks my heart because that dude that I saw die is supposed to be the goal. Yeah, I, I completely yeah. agree with you, Kim. I, and, I'm and heartbroken, what, man. What you're what you're expressing, that feeling, that 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 uh, sympathy that you're feeling, and um, that is what they do not want people to feel. Yeah, compassion. They they they. But that's why they charge us with a with a divisive, divide and rule propaganda is to try and snuff out that logic and reasoning that le- led to, uh, um, I would say, healthy sympathy for other human beings. But, but they don't want but that's that. What I'm saying, it's like imagine, I have five children. You got a lot. Imagine of that my stupid fucking government, led by Joe Biden, decided that there was a war that was worth fighting, and I die in video through a grenade. Yep. Yeah. Imagine that. And it's used as propaganda, atrocity propaganda. It's it's awful. And what they do is like expressing a point like that on another platform. You would quickly be be cut off, and they'd say. Uh, oh, so you're carrying water for Putin, who is destroying democracy around the world. He's intent on oh, taking you. over, uh, spreading authoritarian. It's just a bunch of bullshit. And I'm so sorry that I we're in a I've drank that's much on your stream. You're fine, dude. Hey, this was going to be sorry, a wild one, an experiment anyway. But I have, like I said, I have five children. And if at the <laughs> end of the day I die for... <laughs> Fucking! I think I have five children too. You think? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. There, there's a video out there going around of two or more men dying because a Ukrainian. And it's probably being celebrated, right? Are they celebrating? Is it like are people saying yes and celebrating that video? Yes, they're celebrating it, and and they're doing that because they're human life means fucking nothing, Brad. Right, and that that and that is so. Another great book to read. It's a quick read. It is um, 
uh, Propaganda Tac- Techniques in World War, uh, written by Harold Roswell. He, he was one of these elites uh, with Bernays and them back in the uh, early uh, 1920s and stuff like that. And he talks about this. He talks about hate, hate, hate. They, if you want them to be able to kill, to dehumanize people and to not see this humanity that you're speaking of, you need to fill them with hate and rage, and you need to use uh, propaganda to do it. And, and the way – it's actually it's – a, it's a fun read the way he talks about it, but it is also very true. And the challenging part about it is, is we all know this. People know this, but when they're caught up in it, they don't believe that that's what's going on. Well, but that's the thing is we we see these stories, these corporate media stories of people dying, and we're so completely able to divorce them from the reality of humanity. Right. We're so completely able to realize or not even to realize, to make believe that they don't have wives or children that rely on them to live. And so you see on Twitter these people celebrating the deaths (laughs) of a father and a husband. Yeah. And I am a father and a husband. And it breaks my heart. I'm so sorry. Well, the is it, yeah, yeah, I, I think you're showing some humanity that I think a lot of people need to. It the funny thing is, up. you're talking about the people that follow the party of peace and love, right? Right. Yeah, they, like, they've convinced the liberals the that, to, that war is the way to go to protect uh, democracy in abstract. Absolutely. Absolutely. We dehumanize people. In order to get their way. And, and like what, what is – yeah, you're right. What's hard about it is it's easy. We've all been in a situation where something – there's been some dehumanization or even – I don't want to say bullying but mocking or making fun of where it is just very easy to get caught up in that and not yeah. realize, holy shit, what am I doing? And, well, and that is an instinct or, or a human um, factor that they rely on that most people have just not stepped back and really put themselves in that position of those right. whom they're attacking. Well, and, and let, let's let's just take this – I mean, like, it, this is extremely personal, but like, let's pretend that I'm the man in the hole that a grenade is dropped upon. Okay. Yeah. Because the, the, the Western world is meant to see a video, fake or not, yeah. of a man being killed by a grenade, and they're meant to celebrate it. Yeah, it's terrible. They're meant to celebrate because it. they're Russian, because they're Putin's or Putin's um, people. Yeah, I like I. I'm so sorry that I'm like. No, I mean, yeah, you make. A, I mean, you make a very. It's a great point. Like that's it, it's information moves so fast and it gets pumped in and out, and the, the propaganda, emotional swings are, are there. They don't want to leave people time to reflect and think about things like you're talking but, about right now. I, I, I let me just say, and I'll I'll end my little rant on this. Is I I saw this video of two men, in the very least, that were still alive in this hole that allegedly a Ukrainian drone dropped a grenade into. Those could be the fathers of children, of course. Who they had could be no, the ones that change things, yeah. Yeah, who who had no choice. But to listen to Putin, 
but to follow the call to fight for their homeland who were conscripted into this service and you are celebrating their deaths and there are children, there are wives, there are generations in the future of people who do not get to know that person regardless of what Putin said. Right. Right. I mean, of course, I could have been the next Hitler, so there's always that. I mean, there is, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think that you're you're exactly right, Cam, and that is what why, it's easy to forget about when you're fucking whipping back and forth with people on Twitter. It's it's easy to pretend that people aren't people yeah, when we have been told by the media, by the propaganda regime, to hate them. Mm-hmm. It's easy to look at a video of a grenade dropping into a hole of five men and seeing two of them die to get mad at the other side for saying this was a human person that died. And this is something you should think about. And this um, idea to uh, convince people that it it is their duty and – they're, um, they will be heroes if they go join in and, and fight in this war that they, lit- they know absolutely nothing about. They don't know anything about why it's all being fought. Like, like you, you, it's not even just that, like you should partake in this war that we have you know, stamped as good. That you, we, we've stamped the Ukraine as the good guys in this fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's – there's been that's no logical argument presented, but that's what it's been. Do- that's what's been done. Right. Obviously, Ukraine is the good guy. We forget that in the Donetsk region region of Russia, of Ukraine, that there are people that are like, I don't want to be a part of Zelensky's Ukraine. I don't want. I, I don't want to get out to Zelensky. And before this war started, there were mainstream media articles all over the place. 2019, 2018, um, that. We're all about the Nazi problem in Ukraine and the corruption in yeah. Ukraine. Yes. And they just pretended that that wasn't real. There's a, a, a congressional hearing about global threats. I, I read some of the quotes from it in the show I posted earlier where there are uh, former FBI agents, national security agents uh, talking about uh, people who right now are supporting the war in Ukraine. People who are there sitting there talking about how the dangers of the Azov Battalion and how they're recruiting people worldwide, how they're using Ukraine as a as a testing ground for all their war tactics and how they are connecting with the group that I talked about earlier that the two people were arrested in the United States today. Uh, for being a neo-Nazi domestic terrorist. Uh, nothing but, good to say about them. But now we send them all of our taxpayer dollars and weapons. But why is it that in the progressive milieu of understanding of freedom, of tyranny, of all of this stuff, why is it that there are people that don't want to be a part of it and we have to absolutely ignore their stance, ignore their desires. Yeah, it's, as it's not part of the, the narrative. Sovereign the narrative. Yeah. Um, I will it. say that uh, Cleo wants to hear the rest of the speech. All right. I think we should as well. Um. <laughs> but I, I I apologize. Joe Biden. No, it's okay. I did like the – there was a, a quote on here earlier for you. Is um, If can't know Cam, uh, I think it was like Cam's blood alcohol level is higher than uh, Putin's <laughs> – or higher than Biden's uh, approval rating. I, I, I can't remember you said that. I think Michigan said that. But yeah, yeah let's Michigan. get through the rest of this. Investing in American innovation and industries will define the future that China intends to be dominating. 
investing in our alliances and working with our allies to protect advanced technologies so they will not be used against us. Modernizing our military to safeguard stability and deter, deter, deter aggression. Today, we're the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world. Anyone else in the world. And I'm committed. Look at the, so they just cut to a bunch of military dudes who just look like they'd rather be somewhere killing someone. Look at those guys. I'm committed to work with China where we can advance American interests and benefit the world. But make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. And we did. Oh, he shot yeah, down the balloon. Shot down balloon. God bless you, Joe Biden. You spent a $400,000 missile to shoot down something you could have taken down with a pinprick. Let's be clear. Winning the competition should unite all of us. We face serious challenges across the world. But in the past two years, democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. Who's angry? Wait, 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 what what those challenges. Name him, name him one leader who would change positions with Xi Jinping. I don't, I don't understand what he means. Is that by what that. he said? Yeah, let me take it back a little bit. I think that's what he said. Let's look down. I gotta go, guys. And we did. You gotta go to bed, Mr. President. Uh, we appreciate you joining bed. us. I've, I've got the the planet to save. Well, go to go uh, tend to your garden, and um, we'll talk to I'm you later on. Thank you, Brad. I'm going to save the world. Uh, yeah. all, right, let's, all right. Well, let us know when the storm comes. I mean, it's a bonus. I'm going to save the world. I'll, I'll talk to you later. I love you, Cam. Keep your chin up, baby. <laughs> love you, buddy. See you later. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, Brad. I'm sorry that I drank. Oh, you're good, dude. You're good. This is this is a live stream commentary, dude. No let's hear what he says here. See, see exactly. I'm just, I'm let's just heartbroken over how the competition should. I, I agree with you on totally. Nine all of us. We face serious challenges across the world. But in the past two years, democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. What the fuck Name does me that one. mean? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> America's rallying the world He's to meet those challenges angry from climate that. to global health to food insecurity, to um, Let me see. Uh, Vladimir Putin? Nothing. Did he change places with Xi Jinping? This means <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden. This means nothing. What you're saying is nothing. If yeah. it, any American falls for your bullshit, they're stupid. It's just a it weird challenge nothing. to ask people. Name A president saying, name me one person who would change places with this other leader. I, I don't even understand that question. I think most people are probably, well, what is he, is this some weird personal thing he asks? Because he got very angry there. The territorial aggression. Allies are stepping up, spending more, and doing more. Look, the bridges were forming between partners in the Pacific and those in the Atlantic. And those who bet against America are learning how wrong they are. It's never, ever been a good bet to bet against America. Never. Oh, stand to jump up, Kamala. You got a fucking uh, uh, bungee. Well, when I came to office, most assured the bipartisanship assumed was impossible. But never believed it. That's why a year ago, I offered a unity agenda to the nation as I stood here. We made real progress together. We passed the law making it easy for doctors to prescribe effective treatments for opioid addiction. We passed the gun safety law making historic investments in mental health. We launched the ARPA-H drive for breakthrough in the fights against cancer, Alzheimer's, and diabetes, and so much more. We passed the Heath Robinson Pact Act, named after the late Iraq war veteran's story about exposure to toxic burn kits I shared here last year. Five minutes left. I understand something about this. There's so much more to do. We can do it together. Joining us tonight is a father named Doug from Newton, New Hampshire. He wrote Jill, my wife, a letter, and me as well, about his courageous daughter, Courtney. A contagious laugh, his sister's best friend, her sister's best friend. He shared the story all too familiar to millions of Americans and many of you in the audience. Courtney discovered pills in high school. It spiraled into addiction and eventually death from a fentanyl overdose. 
she just 20 you know it, it's messed up how, how they get people addicted to stuff like that and, and then how if the whole fentanyl thing uh, like how are people people supposed to tell um it, it's just it is all the farm. It's all the pharmaceutical companies Biden was promising that he's going to fight against. They're actually working with. But I mean, like, it's just weird to me that you're trying to blame China on a drug yes, issue. They, they that are. Is they do. Cheaper right. for the common man to spread to the people around. Right. They, they need a reason. So the whole program, I believe, has for a while been to. Uh, I've talked about this for years. Actually, it's like they want to. They're going to demonize Russia. Um, they're right. going to demonize anybody who who uh, has that type of uh, um, or they can classify as that type of authoritarian, which is anybody who just questions their narrative. So that's where you see the Trumpism and the threats to democracy domestically. Uh, they're just like Russia, basically, and in other countries, the people who protest the uh, uh, trucker protests, they're just like Russia. So those are the evil people. And, and then once they demonize Russia, they, they need to link them to China and they need to have a demoniza- demonization program that that's, that builds where suddenly not only do, do these same people with uh, Ukraine flags in their Twitter profiles. Not only do they hate Russia, they also need to ultimately hate China if they want to create this official World War III. Anyway, I think we're already in a, a World War III in a, in a sense. I, I don't think war is going to be anything like it was in the past. I think there will be I mean, battles and stuff. I, but I think you're right that I think that most of this war is going to be information-based. It is an yeah. information war. I mean, like Alex Jones called it. He right? was ahead of, his, ahead of his time there. Yeah, he was ahead of the curve in this way. But it's it's like looking at this whole Chinese spy balloon over the last <laughs> week or so is. Yeah. It's maybe the weakest flex I've ever seen of another country that wasn't addressed by the country that was in enmity with it. You know what I mean? I, I think uh, China said that it was just an innocent balloon floating. I right. But, but does yeah, it it's just really stupid. Yeah. I, I think one of the purposes of that whole thing was just because I, I, before that happened, there were some stories, and, I, and I, I said in a side comment on a show, I was like, we get it. Tensions with China are escalating. We should see them as the villain, too. I said that like a week and a half ago. And then that happened. I think this is just more of that. They're just trying to make right. it no, primary I mean, it, in our mind. It's obviously one a threat that they didn't take seriously, right? Like, like it, how did it get to the other side of America before they actually took action? Right. It, it's just it's stupid. it's because bizarre. they did they did not want it to uh, you know crash and hurt people. They needed to wait. Right. That's that's the excuse. But they just happened to let the spy balloon go over the most secure sites in america right. what i don't get is why they told is why they told us that they used a four hundred thousand dollar missile to shoot it down that, that is elitist and it's disgusting and also they've been telling us that all they need is tiktok why do they need tiktok and a weather balloon they already have tiktok to uh subvert america let's see I, what he no, said we got I about five more minutes of this i don't know what their their point is with this stupid fucking balloon. The, the, the point I I think it's going to ultimately uh, I, I from a broad perspective it is China just like Russia is also an enemy. You need to see them that way, and they need to make sure Americans see them that way. That's the same thing with the TikTok narrative. It's China is an enemy. Why, if you want to see them as the enemy, why don't you blow it out of the sky the first day you see it? Why good, wait till it's in South Carolina? 
I, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know why they waited till it. I guess so it would spark controversy and conversation, and it would keep that subject in, in the public mind uh, for a longer period of time. But uh, what was it about China? I lost my train of thought. It'll come back to me. Let's hear what he has to say about this, and then uh, we can wrap it up. I, like I said, I apologize. Yeah, you're great. Keep the families turn pain to purpose. I love you. Working to end the stigma and change laws. He told us he wants to start a journey toward American recovery. Doug, we're with you. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. You got it. Wait, 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 wait. Why did they get that reaction to fentanyl? I'm not sure. I think so they want him to do something. Oh, they said close the borders. That's what they said. Let's launch a major surge to stop fentanyl production. So their argument is that it's coming in through Mexico. Sale and trafficking. The balloon is a sleight of hand. It's it's a prima, primacy in the mind, but it's also a sleight of hand. But I, I that's the thought that I had about the balloon. I thought this for a while. I, I probably like two years ago. I was like, here's what's going to happen. These. UAPs that the people in the Navy and the military see that are unidentified and they can't even explain the technology, it's ultimately going to be revealed as some sort of new Chinese spy technology. And it's going to be the reason why we need to amp up our defenses and, and uh, an escalation for a World War III. And I think that there's something convoluted that's, that's connected to that. That is what I believe the ultimate explanation for the UAPs will be. Well, I'm someone who I believes in aliens, by the way. I will say that the UAP thing, the way they talk about it is absolute bullshit. Yeah, right. Like, it's totally bullshit. They're the fucking changing of the name for USO, UFO, like all of this stuff is just begging, yes, begging to be fixed. It's predictive like, programming too. So they've been laying that groundwork since 2017 when Tucker Carlson, New York Times, started talking about those things, and it became okay to talk about it. And some people are like, "Oh, are they going to finally reveal the aliens to us?" And I'm like, "No, they're they're not. They're not because they're going they to reveal the Chinese Tucker technology." <laughs> Yes, they gave it to Tucker Carlson. You have to right. realize that that's a point within their their yeah. uh, Voice of America. Matrix. His dad worked for Voice of America, the propaganda operation. Uh, you know, Tucker says a lot of great things, but always look at him a little bit of question. I spoke to Tucker directly. I know you did. You're on the show. Yeah, it's wild, but I will say that like that is that is the way that they use to. Um, make information that's given to the general public something that should not be trusted if that makes sense yeah, like, yes yeah when it comes across tucker carlson's desk it gives a certain amount of excuse to people who would be skeptics of the official narrative Right. Right. A yeah. way to say, well, it came from Tucker Carlson. Right. It makes a lot of people disbelieve it immediately, even if it's true. Right. On the other side. But like, I'll be honest, like if I really wanted to to boil down the concepts of aliens and what they're hiding from us, it would be a very absolutely different. You're gonna, go, you're gonna go the direction of demons Fucking and stuff. Christian would say, <laughs> right? No, it, it's it's a, they they're not serious about the whole alien thing. I think it's leading to spy drone technology. We're almost through this. We're, we'll we're 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 machines, inspection cargo, <laughs> stop and powder at the border. Working with couriers like FedEx, inspect more packages for drugs. Strong family members, mental health people struggling with bullying, violence, trauma. We don't get access to mental health care at schools. We must finally hold social media companies accountable for experimenting or doing running children for profit. It's time to pass bipartisan legislation to stop big tech from collecting personal data on our kids. So they all agree about that, about you know taking over the social media, which the social media companies are one and the same with them. And teenagers online, 
Ban targeted advertising to children. And a phone stricter limits on the personal data that companies collect on all of this. Third, and the whole battle to get rid of TikTok is just like they don't really want to stop the collection of personal data or stop the manipulation of children. They just want access and control over it is what that's all. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. Points. If you actually look at social media, TikTok is one of the few places I truly believe that fresh um, content, fresh ideas are coming. Because despite whatever China wants, there are people in America who are making TikToks and are questioning the authorities. Right. Like no, I, yeah, I, the whole China, the whole TikTok thing is is just a, a struggle over who controls all of that stuff. Not not, not right. really to, to protect people and protect data. I do think that absolutely China controls TikTok, and they oh, yeah. want us to get our children to get the worst possible version of this I, app. I would agree with that absolutely. But I, clip I think at the same time, about. there is the best possible version of the app happening that is being destroyed through this um, narrative. Yeah, the whole thing about all that is. We're never going to be able to rely on them to put uh, um, structures in that is going to be to the benefit of the people. It's always going to be to the right. benefit of those in power. So but it's it's, it's got to be up to our own willpower or our own setup and self-control Yes, to do it ourselves. Because that's the thing. Regardless of what China wants from TikTok, Americans are, in fact, individualist people. Yeah. Right. There's no like, we end yeah. up with people making content that will – in one way or another, radical, radicalize them against right. the uh, totally. And after we get through this clip, we'll we'll um, we'll send people to your TikTok page. Sacred <laughs> obligation. Equip those we send in harm's way and care for them and their families when they come home. Job training, job placement for veterans and their spouses as they come to return to civilian life. Helping veterans afford the rent because no one should be homeless in America, especially someone who served the country. Platitudes, <laughs> platitudes. So that guy, bald guy, is the other. Military industrial guy. He looks Here, like every, like every spy you ever see interviewed in one of these weird uh, Gizmodo YouTube videos or something. They are all completely bald because they've just been changing their appearances their whole life. We had a first real discussion. Asked me to take the job. I'm glad he did. We were losing up to 25 veterans a day on suicide. Now we're losing 17 a day. The silence heard suicide. 17 suicide. veterans a day. Yeah, are committing suicide. More than all the people being killed in the wars. Folks, VA is doing everything they can, including expanding mental health screening. Proving programs that recruit veterans to help other veterans understand what they're going through. Wait, 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 pause. We gotta do He's saying that there are a lot of veterans that are committing suicide, correct? That's what I'm hearing yes. from this, right? Yes. And he is not making the connection that we are sending people not only to battle, to potential uh, personal harm, but to suicide after the fact, right? Yeah, by democracy. But yeah, by using democracy, by using war as yeah, a send tool. Your, send your nineteen-year-old uh, children to fight for Ukraine's democracy. Yeah, but he's accepting no responsibility for it. Of course not. He's I'm accepted sorry, no I responsibility just, for Hunter Biden. I just can't. I. It, what's make, funny to me is that people, the people uh, who support Joe Biden, they have somehow um, twisted it, it in their minds and convinced themselves that Joe Biden is a good father. It, it, it's, yeah. there's, there's literally well, there's no evidence. Well, like his and, daughter and, wrote a book about how she was forced to take showers with her father. Hunter but, is well, Hunter. 
But look at look at, it doesn't even matter that it's Joe Biden because it could be George W. Bush. It, it could be, be anybody. Yeah. H. W. Bush. Yeah. These are people who care about America, who love America, who care about freedom. Okay. I mean, they don't. They, they care off. about upholding their um uh job for the the new world. Right. Order. But that's not the narrative. The narrative is that they care about you. Right. They care about your freedom. They care about your prosperity to the point of sending other people to die it's just it's like comes down to the simple psychological human effect where it's like we just have to like sit down and, and reflect upon ourselves that sometimes or not sometimes is um the people that the propaganda sent to influence us are the people who have been crafted based on psychological data collected over decades based on our social media patterns and habit, habits that have caused us to be put into one type of demographic, very specified niche demographic, and the person who is sent to influence us or who is reached in our own community to influence us is the person we are most likely to like, agree with, identify with, and trust. So also, the way that we protect ourselves is that we have to scrutinize and question those whom we – feel like we trust 100%. We have to question them more so than everybody else because those are the ones who they are going to use to lie to us. But I I, I want you to notice that when it comes to this trust, it's often in the worst possible situations. Right, so like the situations. Right, so you trust yep, Dan Crenshaw definitely. because he lost one of his I, eyes. I don't fucking trust Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> no one about? trusts Dan, Dan yeah. Crenshaw, but they want you to yes. because he decided the American ideal was more important. Now, he's establishment. He does right uh, CNN interviews, and uh, for me, that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. But mo you're not most people. I know, but most people aren't like that. You're right. Right, and so you, you see this person, this Dan Crenshaw – and you're like, he was willing to give up his left or right eye. I don't give a shit which one. And I feel sorry for him because he was convinced to do something that he probably didn't understand at the time. But you shouldn't feel sorry for him. Because he's a liar now. Because he <laughs> lost his left <laughs> – excuse me – his left or right eye and then decided to keep up with the propaganda. No, he he's is, on board with it. He's playing ball. Yes, he is as, as complicit as John McCain was. So, like, I, I can't tell you the specific documents right now. I have the documents, uh, but there's a lot of documents, training documents for the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, the DOJ, the DOD that train specifically in psychological manipulation, psychological warfare, and uh, spy recruiting tactics compromising people's tactics so you can force them to uh, do what you want them to do, to be a double spy or whatever. I think one of them was called uh, uh, MISA or MISO. I can't remember what exactly the acronym stands for right now. Uh, it's been a long show. Uh, I, I, can, yeah, I might no, do like a specific show on this, but if you're interested in that type of stuff, I would encourage you to look those things up because when you read through these documents, these training documents that they use and the ways that they attempt to make people informants and spies, you say, oh my gosh, they're everything that we thought was awful in the world. Right. They, they, they look at, does this person have – so if there's like a subject or a target who they believe is in a position to do something 
sabotage something, get information from somebody, manipulate somebody. They, they're somebody in that perfect position. They will go to that person and they will be, they will find, do they have some financial debt? Do they have a gambling problem. Do they have a, um, uh, an adultery problem? What is their angle that they're going to be able to fuck that person over that's going to enable them to compromise them and coerce them into doing this act that this person does not want to do but feels like they have no choice but doing? I mean that is how they operate, and it's literally well, in their training documents. Well, I mean and, and, and even if it's not explicit, if you look at Epstein, if you look at the people who came to his island who yeah. got on this plane – like I, I guarantee that probably forty well, percent of people. Express. Right, I, I guarantee that there was a a fair number of people who had no idea what they were getting into. Of course, they they didn't know. They they thought that they right. were just you know you get caught up in it, and so it's a it, what it is. It's a matter of like when you recognize that situation that you're in is what do you do then? And I'm not right. saying somebody who's like in that moment is supposed to just like fucking grab the wheel of the plane and crash into the ocean i'm saying don't get on the fucking plane again don't get on the plane <laughs> you tell people about it you don't don't need his money or whatever he's promising you so bad that uh he's going to be your downfall a lot of people lately not to get off on a tangent um have been talking about how maybe it was uh Gislaine maxwell that was actually the ringleader of all of this and yeah, the, um, well, yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. Totally. All right, let let's me, hit the rest of this, and then we'll, yeah, then we'll hit the uh, rest of that. Let me let me go to the restroom Before real quick. We'll hit, be right back. Right. Last year, Jill and I reignited the cancer moonshot that I was able to start with President Obama asking to lead our administration on this issue. Our goal is to cut the cancer death rates at least by fifty percent in the next twenty-five years. Turn more cancers from death sentences to treatable diseases. Provide more support for patients and their families. It's personal to so many of us, so many of us in this audience. Joining us, you know, I don't know what you guys uh, listening think about this when it comes to cancer. Uh, obviously, there's just this, uh, the causes. There could be lots of discussion about that. But there's a lot of like literature about cancer cures that have been suppressed. And I used to, I, I, there's, I used to be really into them. I, I still, I still am into them. I question them harder than than I used to because I, I realize that as a conspiracy theorist, when I was in law school, the, probably the best lesson that that I learned what was. You have to attack your own argument. If you're the prosecutor, if you're the defender, you have to attack your own argument and position harder than the other side is going to attack it. Because if you don't, if you spend all of your time simply just supporting your argument, then you are going to be defenseless to the attacks that are coming, and nobody is going to side with you uh, who, is a, who is looking at the two arguments from the outside. And, and that was like, like I took that to heart. I, I won uh, legal advocacy brief awards because that's all I did. When I wrote these arguments, I, I was like, all right, how, how, if I'm somebody else, how am I going to destroy my own argument? And it only makes your argument better. And, and I feel like as, as conspiracy theorists, that's the only way that we defend ourselves uh, against the people who say, you're crazy if you question the vaccine. Uh, well, am I? Because here is a literal published article. This, my dad, um, I believe, and a doctor uh, believes was vaccine. Um, Injured, ended up with a a, a terminal disease, um, and I had a question for the doctor because I had found a case study that described his situation exactly, and it had newly been published. And I am well aware because my mom was in and out of hospitals for eighteen years, and, and I've seen how it works. I'm well aware that people who are active working working doctors cannot 
also function as active working researchers. So I stayed up to date on the latest research, and I knew that I, when I went in there, the fucking doctor, if I questioned anything, they were going to turn their nose up at me, and they were going to be a little brash. And so I always had to have information that made them stop in their tracks. And, and so that's what I did. I don't even know how I got off on this tangent. Something he said there made me think about, about that, though, is the, the way to defeat these people is because they, they know that we don't trust them. They talk about it at Davos. That's why they have a dozen different trust initiatives. They know that we don't trust them. The, the way that we beat them is not to just relentlessly push our arguments without anticipating what theirs are going to be. Because I, I fall into the trap of doing that. I, I see that happen a lot on social media because people can jump on the bandwagon and everything. It's easy to. The, the way to defeat that is to fucking put yourself in their shoes and say, here's their argument, their argument is shit, and here's the physical fucking evidence I'm going to stop people in their tracks with. Because well, they, and, yeah, oh, you're back. <laughs> no, you're I played good. two I was, seconds I was of the speech. Say, <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't think it even takes, like, physical evidence. It doesn't take even. It, it takes just, like, stepping back. Right? And I can give right. you an example. It, take, it like, takes stepping back and saying, what is the human cost totally, man. of what they are saying? Because I think that most people get so caught up in politics. It's not about so winning. Yeah. It's like, is your desire to, to win and defeat them? Or is your desire to, to, it's all about your goals. You know, when it comes to media and podcast, and I understand you're told in podcast marketing to just fucking hit your target market. And, and if that's your goal and you want to make just a bunch of money and it's like a fucking whatever, that's fine. But if you like truly want to try and like, make people who might be in the middle question things a little bit. That's a lot. That is not a good paying yeah. job at all. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it, but, it's but, but it's like, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do. And I think that it's the only honest thing to do because yeah, I, it's just, I can't do like, I, like I have a hard time when I'm around like fucking people full of shit bullshitters. I'm like, yeah, well, I think if, the only honest thing to do is to take the, um, what's the word? Um, the when they make a simple thing extreme, yeah, yeah, right? exaggerate. Um, when they exaggerate, when they when they rhetoric blow blow things up to the point that huge proportions, everything is on fire. Stop, right, you're supposed to stop seeing individuals as people, yep. and rather the you're demonization to see people yeah. as a part of a collective that you hate, right, right. They they, like, they, th they don't want you thinking. So like thinking and questioning is the enemy uh, of the right. Yeah. Because it's super easy to think that this person is fighting for Putin rather than thinking that they're fighting for their family. Right. And the only reason people believe that is because some figure, some media figure who they identify with, who has been placed there. Who, yeah. who the, these most popular? Not, I'm not saying that people can't achieve a level of um, of fame and a big audience without that happening. What I'm saying is that you should always kind of question uh, uh, them. Like, it, like if I were ever to have an audience like that, I would fucking say question me because there's probably somebody around me trying to co-opt me and manipulate me, and I need you right. guys to keep me in check. Because because right. that's it, yeah. If you're popular, somebody's going to try and co-opt you. Uh, that doesn't mean that everybody who's popular is bad. It just means that, you know, keep an eye out. Well, that's the thing. It's not that 
just because you're popular, you're bad, but they try to say what's the lowest common denominator. Yeah. And if let's say for some reason, the lowest common denominator for your show is a pretty smart person. Right. It's a person who thinks a person who takes in information and digests it and says, Hey, maybe this isn't what the official narrative is. Like you're Absolutely. dealing with a, a higher quality of person. And, and that's but, really all I want people to ask. Like that is my goal with a lot of stuff. It's just, just it, like what they want. People who disagree anyway is just, is just question. Just ask the narrative. questions. Yeah. Question, question the official narrative. But beyond if that. If we all do that, we win. I mean, that's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. We win if we do that. It's questions. But what they, what they want is for you to demonize anyone. They do. Absolutely. Who who doesn't accept their lies. You're right. Who doesn't just buy into it totally. Right. Yeah. And, and I so, think we can make fun of people, but I think when it gets to the point of demonization, I think we'd be okay, I'll like I'll mock Stephen Colbert all day. I think he's like a cuck. I, I think he's the I think he's the only because of the post ironic reality we live in, I think he is the only show that we know for sure is not a comedy. And um, I think he's a sellout, but I also wish him the best and I would never start like, you know, do anything, the extreme demonization, calling people Nazis like they do. But how do you see what Colbert is doing, what Jimmy Kimmel is doing? And instead of, so when people watch Jimmy Kimmel, when they watch Stephen Colbert, they do see something that relates to them. Right, of course. Or in the very least, something they want to relate to them. So they they watch Stephen Colbert being smart and want to be smart. Well, no, Stephen Colbert Colbert represents the the modern progressive liberal. The the modern the modern libercrat not libercrat. Maybe that's a new word. The modern libercrat. Who um who thinks that they're smart, smarter than everybody else, and um is just appalled at the imbeciles that have not wised up. It's kind of that because I know people who just who are they don't even think he's funny, but they just like it. They like Stephen Colbert intellectually, which is like the strangest thing I'd ever heard of. Right, life. because he made fun of the right when they wanted to make fun of the right when he was doing yeah, this. He used to the be Colbert funny, Report, yeah. and now he's standing up for the left. But you and I, he's not really these he's, disparate he, yeah. comedic voices within the whole uh, universe of the macabre political world. Right. How do we reach these people and say we are as smart as Stephen Colbert? Well, I don't want any. I don't, I don't think that's a way to reach him at all. I, I think, but, that, but but that's what I don't need. I don't need to convince for. anybody because I don't. If somebody thought I was as smart as Stephen Colbert, then they would think I was I was very base and, and um, shallow. Because that, that's the but public here, presentation. But, but he, I don't think he is like that as a person. I think his public persona is base, shallow. Right. It's every talking point. He never. He always falls in line. I mean, right. my my first thing would be because some of the people I know are, are kind of like rock and roll, like at, like I'm gonna I'm to stand up to authority. One of the first things I would be like to them would be like, "Does it bother you that Stephen Colbert always falls? I mean, he never does not fall in line because that is not your personality." Yeah. So I would point but, out the conflict here's, there. Here's the thing: is when Stephen Colbert speaks, he convinces people that he is smart by falling in line, right? 
because he is perpetuating the narrative, he is considered as smart because he yeah, oh he'll so he'll buck the his system. show he'll, is he'll yeah his show assumes that everybody agrees with his pompous position. Right, uh, but he'll, uh, yeah, that's he'll, what the assumption is. He'll throw out enough like argumentation to make it so that he had to overcome his predisposition to believe in order to get past that uh, intellectual hump to right. agree with the official doctrine. Right. How do yeah, Colbert's not smart. That? He just wears glasses sometimes. Is what he right, does. but how do we tap into that? Well, you know, I, the, the tapping into that, I think, is it's if you want to play that that game. I, I I think honestly, it's we don't have to take down a whole global structure in, in, by, by ourselves. I, I I think that they really kind of reveal themselves. I think they've. I know they a lot do. of people who are the most hardcore progressives who used to post pictures of themselves wearing masks and, and and take pictures of the vaccine who now oppose the vaccine who actually have started posting to their friends online. Hey, have you guys had any of these possible effects from the vaccine? And they've gotten backlash and they have seen what happens when you question it. It's completely changed their perspective. I, I honestly I think, think that they fuck up themselves in a lot of ways because they're not this monolithic superstructure, all powerful, uh, uh, villain that we presume them to be. They want us to believe that because this is a demoralization campaign. And demoralization right. campaigns want people to stop asking questions because they want them to feel hopeless. That's the whole point of it, which means feeling hope is an act of resistance and is the only way to, to beat them because it reveals what they tru truly are. And I've seen the, the comments here. Yeah, no, uh, Colbert. So we're talking about smart and stuff like that. I don't know if Colbert is smart or not. I just know that the public presentation of himself on his show is a dumb one. He, he demonstrates a person who um, lives off of logical fallacies, who never questions anything, who jumps right. to uh, – who has uh, nothing but presumptions. I don't think that that's how he really is. I think he knows what he's doing. I'm just saying what his public persona is because he's trying to model how to think and how to believe to those people who, who they're – I don't know who their target demographic is. All of his writers are women. I, I pulled up a story the other day that Colbert was like, I told them to stop sending me male writers because I was tired of the sexist joke. Well, you're not a comedian. You you are not a comedian. It, it, like that that's not that is somebody who was put there. Like, I don't know. I, maybe he didn't have fun with the stuff he used to do because it looks fun to me what he used to do. What he does now oh, looks yeah, like yeah. torture. What he, what he used to do on the Colbert Report was fun. Maybe, maybe they fucking caught him doing something compromising. I, I have no. I I cannot. Jimmy Kimmel just seems like a a charlatan asshole who's always been playing both sides. Who's unlikable. None of these guys are stand up comedians either. Really. So Jimmy Fallon, uh, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel. None of them are stand up comedians. None of them. Th they're all these like figures who, who comedians do what. They're sketch comedians. They're sketch They're comedians, great. and it's just none, none of them are, are they stand-up comedians are, are have a for the most part the ones that are good anyway historically have a fucking critical eye regardless of who's in power. But that and that is not what they have. But that's not what they're going for. I know, and that's I like think, yeah. I think that Stephen Colbert. Jimmy. They're hoping that the younger generation is in, indoctrinated and people forget what it's like right. to be free is what they're hoping. Well, their their burden of proof because they are uh, taking part and agreeing with the official narrative right. is that they have to be right once, right? Totally. But you and I 
We have to be right every fucking time. Every fucking well, and nobody's time. right every time. No, nobody's right every time. I, I, I think like I, I'm not mad at people if they get shit wrong. I, I don't because I know how hard it is. I get things I, wrong. You, you remember the I get things wrong all the shooting, fucking time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember what I said and what I had to apologize for, right? No, I do. I remember because you're like the cops did a good job. I thought it was funny. <laughs> But, right. but I wasn't mad at you about it. But, it, 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 it. but you you were earnest and you were honest and you're like, fuck, I got that wrong. And, and it's it's yeah. like it's when people get things wrong on purpose and they, they, it's there's an intentional effort there. And that, that's what but is that's the problem. The Everybody Stephen gets things Colbert wrong. has to be right once. Well, we sure he's right, right every yeah. single time. Or mm-hmm. at least we have to be. Uh, fucking entertaining when we are wrong. I want you to listen to Stephen Colbert's uh, monologue. He's not entertaining, by the way. Uh, But his monologue, uh, close your eyes. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be. Hold on. Listen, Stephen Colbert's entire monologue is written by feminist women. And and, uh, keep, so next time you watch this monologue, whoever I watch you, keep that in mind. And it is so blatantly obvious that a man writes none of Stephen Colbert's jokes. And yeah. that, and that's he's admitted that feminist women write all feminist woke women write his entire fucking set. It, it's just like, it's pretty obvious. He he's he's a good performer. Uh, they put him there. I don't know why. Look, we're gonna get I'll through this fucking you. state of the union address. Or, or I'm well, just gonna me, fucking take a real. deep dive into a, a, a pool of uh, concrete. I think that people started off wanting to know about the city of the union, but really they really wanted to know about what you thought, Brad. About what? And so I don't think we have to, uh, I, but I know, but I'm OCD and we have like three and a half minutes left. Are you and sure I want, it's three and a half minutes? I, well, I have it on double speed. I want to see how he closes it out. Okay. And I want let's to complete do that. The loop. But all so I'm saying is people, people come for you. They don't come for Joe Biden. I, I know, I know, but I, I, you know, I promise. So let's just finish this. They don't come for me. They don't come for they, Joe they Biden. They come for you too. An Irishman, the daughter of immigrants from Panama. They met and fell in love in New York City and got married in the same chapel as you and I got married in New York City. Kindred spirits. He wrote us a letter about his little daughter, Ava. <laughs> an interracial couple. She was just a year old when she was diagnosed with rare kidney disease. Cancer. Uh, okay, their daughter has 11 rounds of radiation, 8 rounds of chemo, chemo one kidney removal. Uh, so that guy, I want to take that back if I can get it to. This thing is I so... Just, right. least by 50, it uh, makes me so mad that he... Well, so this, does, this doesn't make... It, I don't like, I don't like that they're like exploiting these people, but I, I look at this couple on screen here. It's, uh, um, it's a black woman and uh, a white man. He looks like he could be Irish. And the reason that they appear to be there is because their daughter or their child has cancer, and I guess they're involved in some program. And probably being there help, helps their daughter get better care. So there's probably some sort of trade oh, yeah. there. And um, the expression on that father's face to me looks like a genuine expression as well as a the mother. They, they seem they seem like someone who, who – people who are concerned with it. And I feel for people like that. Like I just – Well, they, they – I will say looking at their faces, and this may be too personal, but this looks like people who are trying to save their daughter not – people who agree with what no, I, I agree yeah i don't th- no they're there for their kid and that's what that's that's why i stopped yeah. it because i recognize that and look at that guy whose hand is on his knee but over her left shoulder it's like he just came from like the fucking uh, romba room or something <laughs> he was doing some booty dancing with that uh, that uh paper bracelet to uh drink <laughs> you know you get that paper bracelet when they check your id at the bar Somebody's but that's the thing <laughs> like there are people who are fighting for their lives who are fighting for their children and right now they have to play jester. Right. 
they have to play as example for the ruling class in order to get the things they need. I don't think they feel it that way. And if they don't feel it that way, then, then they're, then they'll, they might eventually, but um, I hope, I hope that their kid gets help. I do too. too. I just think that they're being used. 11 rounds of radiation, eight rounds of chemo, chemo, one kidney removed, given a 5% survival rate. He wrote down the darkest moments he thought if she goes, I can't stay. Many of you went through that as well. She only understand that like so many of you. He read Jill's book describing our family's cancer journey and how we tried to steal moments of joy where we could with both. For them, that glimmer of joy was a half smile. You know, Hunter stole some moments of joy from uh, his brother's wife. Baby girl. And then everything. They never gave up hope. Little Ava never gave up hope. She turns four next month. They just found That's out great. Ava's beating the odds. Is on her way to being cured of cancer. And she's watching from the White House. Hey, man, I'm, I'm all about beating the odds. My problem is that they uh, rig the odds and they tell you the odds are against you when there's actually alternatives. <laughs> Everybody can beat the fucking odds with the right questions. We can save. For the lives we can save and the lives we've lost, let this be a truly American moment that rallies the country and the world together and proves that we can still do big things. 20 years ago, under the leadership of President Bush and countless advocates and champions, he undertook a bipartisan effort through PEPFAR to transform the global fight against HIV AIDS. It's been a huge success. He fought big. He fought large. He right. moved. I thought she killed a lot of people. Let's end cancer as we know it. Cure some cancers once and for all. Folks, there's one reason why we've been able to do all so there was the Roy, Royal Rife uh, invented this machine like in the early 20s that supposedly blasted cancer uh, cells that destroyed them with vibration. That was his claim. And his claim was that he, the Royal Rife, this machine, which kind of looked like one of those, um, uh, you're in biology class in like eighth grade. I don't know what it's called. Uh, not a telescope. It's because it's, it's I, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but it was like, it looked like one of those little things that you have in science class. And uh, he claims he cured five people of cancer 100%. And then um, something happened. I believe he was railroaded. And uh, you didn't hear much about him after that. There's some other stories like that, too. There was, um, it's called uh, it's a, Dr. Becker, David Becker. And he he allegedly discovered regeneration, and he was a Navy doctor. And as soon as he made this breakthrough, all of his funding was taken away, and he was um, you know pushed to the outskirts of Mexico. And the Royal Rife cancer treatments. You can read about that and think, oh, it's crazy. There's not enough evidence. It, maybe he cured five people. Maybe we don't know the full story. But then you fast forward. That was like. I think he was early uh, 1900s. You fast forward to like 2016, and I I read like a lot of uh, medical journals and research stuff, and and, um, they put out a lot of good stuff at some of these universities. And Arizona State University published this paper about this breakthrough potential cancer technology that focuses in on the cancer cells and through vibrations explodes them and destroys the cancer and heals the person. They literally described exactly what Royal Rife described back in the early 1900s when he claimed to have been curing cancer. It's just like, Maybe if we stop pushing some of these people to the outskirts of society who come up with these breakthroughs, we wouldn't have to rediscover the same thing almost 100 years later. All these things are democracy itself. It's the most fundamental thing of all. With democracy, everything's possible. Without it, nothing is. The last few years, our democracy has been threatened and attacked, put at risk, put to the test in this very room on January the 6th. And then just a few months ago, an unhinged big lie assailed and unleashed a political violence at home with the then Speaker of the House of Representatives. Using the very same language the insurrectionists use. As they this is one of the biggest liars in American history, by the way. There's, there's Paul and Nancy Pelosi. Paul's in Chandler on January 6th. Here tonight in this chamber is a man who bears the scars of that brutal attack. 
but is as tough and as strong and as resilient as they get. My friend Paul Pelosi, Paul Stanley. Oh, this is Paul Pelosi. Why is Paul Pelosi not sitting next to Nancy? That's weird. So that's the guy that I joked earlier. I said, Who, who's the guy with the fedora investigating a crime here? That was apparently Paul Pelosi. It, I, that's fucking weird. He's not sitting. Who's the guy sitting with Nancy then? I thought that was Paul Pelosi. I guess not. It's a weird thing. So they sit him up on the balcony for the camera angles. That's why they do it. That, that's where you get, yeah. It's such a heinous action. It never happened. We must all speak out. There's no place for political violence in America. We have to protect the right to vote, not suppress the fat fundamental right. Honor the results of our elections, not subvert the will of people. We have to uphold the rule of law and restore trust in our institutions of democracy. We must give hate and extremism in any form, no safe harbor. Yeah, then get the fuck out of here. Must not be a partisan issue. It's an American issue. Every generation of Americans has faced a moment where they have been called to protect our democracy, defend it, stand up for it. And this is our moment. My fellow Americans, we meet tonight at an inflection point. One of those moments that only a few generations ever face. For the direction we now take is going to decide the course of this nation for decades to come. We're not bystanders of history. We're not powerless before the forces that confront us. It's within our power. He's not wrong about that. We, the we are actually not powerless. Some people feel that way. We're not. People. We're facing the test of our time. Shut up. We have to be the nation we've always been at our best. Optimistic, hopeful, forward-looking. A nation that embraces light over dark, hope over fear, unity over duty, stability over chaos. We have to see each other not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. It doesn't mean that. We're good people. The only nation in the world built on an idea. The only one. <laughs> Why are they giving this daily ovation? Other nations <laughs> are defined by geography, ethnicity. But we're the only nation based on an idea that all of us, every one of us, is created equal in the image of God. A nation that stands as a beacon of the world. He's just repeating just, just uh, generic American platitudes. A nation in a new age of possibilities. So I've come to fulfill my constitutional obligation. He is getting a little bit slurpy, Denver Attaway, but he's made it through. the State of the Union, and here's my, my report. Yeah, yeah, get him another booster, Rob, Rob. Pump him up with the mRNA so he can finish the speech. Because the soul of this nation is strong, because the backbone and the backbone of this nation is strong. Because the people of this nation are strong. I, I love, every time they cut to the military, they have no. Their expression has been the same the entire time. They're just like ready for war at all times. State of the Union is strong. No, it's not. State of the Union is bizarre. Isn't this Paul Pelosi's first public appearance since that whole incident? I, maybe it's not. I think it might be his first public appearance. I get that they're doing the whole uh, camera angle and putting people in certain positions, but I would think people would be like, well, why isn't Paul Pelosi sitting with Nancy in his, his public appearance here?
This all this shit. Look at Kamala's like face. She's like, mm-hmm. She's just she's so like cocky head back and forth. Uh, this shit's scripted. Uh, they probably fucking rehearsed all of this shit. You like those January six hearings and the testimony they did with January six? I, I think you guys knew this, but I would tell my friends this. I'm like, you know that they scripted and rehearsed all of that. They rehearsed all of the interviews. It, it, it was just like a live stage play. None of it was real. None of the reactions were. And that's what this feels like. I'm not new to this place. I stand here tonight having served as long as about any one of you have ever served here. <laughs> but I've never been more optimistic about our future, about the future of America. We just to remember who we are. What's he doing with We're the United hands? States of America, and there's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. God bless you all, and may God protect our truth. Thank you. <laughs> he shut his book like in China. He did something great. All right, he's going to get the standing ovation. He's going to shake everybody's hand who, well, whose hand he shakes. The president of the United I'm States. To uh, yeah, so... so I'm not going to play, obviously, Sarah Huckabee Sanders' response to that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that later in the week. But she did do the response, and a lot of people are bashing Sarah Huckabee Sanders for doing the response because she doesn't have any experience. Might I remind those people that Stacey Abrams did the response to the State of the Union a couple of years ago. She did a very poor job of it. Surrounded herself by children. Always does that. Didn't have them wear masks this time. But... Did I lose Cam? Cam, you gone? I might have lost Cam here. <laughs> okay, so Cam, Cam, uh, Cam has had to step away for a moment. Um, this has been the longest show I've ever done in my life. I'm going to be honest with you, and we stuck with it to get to get through it. Thank you guys for watching and for all the comments and stuff. These spectacles to me are like. I know a lot of people don't like to get like in the weeds and all of it. I like to really like analyze stuff like this because because these are their these are their propaganda moments, you know. The, the, so they have all these channels of communications that they count on uh, to impact us to 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 contact us with certain information at the right time. Like it's not just hitting us with information; it's hitting us with information at the at a time that we are most receptible to the impact, the, the reaction, the emotion they want us to cause, and then the uh, subsequent action they want us to feel. Like if they deliver us their propaganda at a time when we're preoccupied by something else and, and are not listening, then it's not going to have the impact. So it's very strategic in, in all the ways that, that they do this. And the modern technology with the cell phones is what revolutionized their ability to connect to the entire planet, it, which has turned what we see on television – it, it, everything has turned into a complete spectacle. Everything is the arena. Everything is, is bread and circus. And I think it's because they haven't figured out quite how to harness that ability to tap into everybody's mind instantly, instantaneously, almost globally. They don't have everybody connected yet on the, around the globe, but that's their goal. Now, they are very good at, at tapping in and influencing people's minds, but you can see where the experimentation comes in. Like you can see when they go. So the January 6th hearings was an exper experiment. It, it was an experiment in 
turning what were traditionally these boring two, three, I say boring two or three, this thing's been three hours long. Uh, you know, I'm one to speak, but, but I think they're like eight hours long hearings that nobody watched and breaking them down into mini series that were digestible in a similar format as a Netflix series. They actually had a producer of a, I think it was a Netflix show come on and be the producer of the January 6th hearings. And they use teases just like they do. They use commercials. They use videos on TikTok, on social media to try and say, the next one's coming up. Here's the little tease. So they tried to leave these nuggets of information, just like, just like the Easter eggs they leave in an after credit scene of a Marvel movie. They're trying to become one and the same as the media we, we consume. They're trying to be the most interesting dramatic media that we consume that that's what's going on right now and that, that's how they have Zelensky in here kind of leading the charge of this internationally there was a panel discussion where they talked about winning the information war and they had his top propagandist is a, a beautiful woman telling us here are the six ways that we win this information war globally and they were speaking on the assumption that they had already beaten everybody in the information war Russia us included and it was all about everything is a show Everything is a performance. Everything is recorded right now. Maximize those opportunities to put those most influential figures who can become someone else. And she spoke about how Zelensky, when he realized the role he needed to play for this war, he changed who he was. He tore off his, his suit and his fancy clothes, and he put on his rugged gear. And this is what she talks about. They, they, it's just like a wardrobe department. You go into a movie or a TV show that you've been cast in, and you walk in, and they, the first thing you do is to say, all right, go over to makeup, go over to wardrobe. And wardrobe puts you in a bunch of different outfits, they fuck with your hair, and they turn you into the person that you're supposed to be. That's exactly what she describes that they did to Zelensky, which they did it on his production studio. And this is a model they're trying to export worldwide because of their ability to contact us through all, all the screens. And I think, I don't know exactly, because I don't know enough about it yet, how chat GPT is going to play a critical factor in this, how, how they view it anyway. I think that they view chat G, GPT technology as, um, as a weapon for them to further consolidate the world. Because the, the more people that are connected, the smaller the world becomes, the easier it is to fucking Borg us all. One thought, one mind. And uh, I think that chat GPT is involved in this. The, the cell phone was, the, the iPhone definitely was. And I don't want to be all doom and gloom about that because there's a lot of good things you can do with your phone. You can learn a lot of information. There's a lot of positive aspects of it. Like I said, it's always going to be down to the individual. It's always going to be up to us. They are going to hit us with technology and propaganda because that is what they do. We win when we realize that no fucking regulation or law is going to be what protects us. Our own fucking self-control and our recognition of what's going on and our ability to step away from it, take a breath, reflect, and realize what we're being pulled into. That, that, that's how we win. That's how we fucking win. They're not the fucking he the people who've caused the most corruption on the planet since the beginning of time are not the fucking heroes riding in on horseback to save anyone. People need to stop thinking that way. And if everybody stopped fucking thinking that way, then all of their fucking power would fucking collapse and dissipate. Their power depends on our fear and our, and our belief or, or um, 
learned helplessness that they try and reinforce and spread. Any good, any politician, if somebody's an excellent politician, their term should be over after the first one because they would solve the problems. But they don't solve problems. They only exist because of the problems. So why would they solve the thing that is the reason for their fucking existence, power, and and their wealth and influence? They're not going to do it. But they're very skilled at making us think that they will. I don't want to say that everybody who gets in politics is bad. I don't. I, I can. I get like uh, you know. I get excited about this shit. I. I don't think. I think that most people, g- generally, for the most part, think that they're doing what's best for them. I. I think we can all get like uh, um, narrow vision and not realize or, or or be desensitized to what how our actions um, affect other people, I, and I think that is probably what's happened aggressively at these, the level of these leads. Uh, honestly, I think people who live kind of outside of that. So, so they construct this society of all these rules that we have to follow, thinking that we must follow them. Yet they live in this little bubble in the sky. They follow none of the rules like Hunter Biden. I, I kind of think that they've been, been um, you know, groomed as, grow, as they grew up to, to see people outside of their elite circle as cattle, really. Uh, I, I think that there are some people like that. I don't think most people are like that. I, I think that most people probably, you know, we can all get misguided and shit. Whatever. Th- that's why it's like, I, I think that's the assumption, you know? The assumption is human beings can be wonderful and amazing, and we can also be full of shit. So let's not expect other human beings to be the most trustworthy, honorable, and amazing people all the fucking time when we know that's not reality. Let's expect the bullshit. And realize that sometimes people can do some bullshit and then fucking be amazing afterwards. I'm just ranting at this point because I'm like at three and a half hours of the show. I've never done a show this long. And I'm trying to give Cam some time to come back so he can do a, a piece out. Um, and I wanted to tell him that I, I loved a lot of the stuff that he said. Cam, so this we did. We, we had some, some drinks through this show because how can you not? And Cam was a little tipsy. And he allowed himself to be vulnerable, and that's a hard thing to do. It's a very, very hard thing to do, especially when you know other people are watching. I mean, it's terrifying. And I wanted to give him some props on that. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to last and, until he gets back. I'll have to, I'll have to call him afterwards. Yeah, I think I could get. I think I got to get out of here. It's, this has been just such a marathon show. Uh, thank y'all for watching, and it's been fun. Like I've had a lot of fun reading the comments, and and uh, yeah, and. and Seeing y'all soft and stuff, y'all have a lot of great insights and really interesting, interesting conversation in the chat. Like great stuff. That's awesome. Like I I love everything going on in there. It's just, uh, you guys are smart. You're informative. You're funny. It's awesome. All right. Yeah. I I think that I can stop talking now and Lacey has Oso Propaganda. So I think I can go out on Oso Propaganda because that was an Oso Propaganda speech that Biden gave. All right, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go to bed. Thank y'all. All All right, I got one more comment here. Rob, Rob. Uh, There's a conversation going on. I don't want to cut it off. Who knows what happens? What they claim is AI is not self-aware. Yeah, I don't think it's self-aware either. But I think self-aware beings like us are not assholes. It is half-aware that our fat... I think I'm behind on this chat here, but I, I, I like the subject. The, the AI stuff, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's self-aware. I, I don't think it's sentient. 
I, I think it's just operating off of just massive data selections that can rapidly sort through all of that data and, and respond. I don't know if it, if something could become. I, I can't compre- comprehend in my mind, from my understanding, how some, how a computer can become a sentient being. Maybe that's my the the limitations of my understanding, but I, I just can't comprehend that. Uh, however, I can comprehend how a computer can seem very very real, and the technology can be applied with other technologies to convince people that something is real or sentient. And and it can take people's jobs and and fill a a role in society that has a real impact on actual sentient humans. And and I don't know what the end game of this uh, chat GTP shit is. It's like, because they're acting like it's new, you know, but it's really not, I guess at the level they're doing it, it's new, but... Is it not just like a a glorified version of Siri and Alexa? I I mean, it feels very similar. I guess Alexa and Siri are not as advanced. And so the selling point of this is is we've never before, I think, been pitched all of the practical applications of a technology like this. And that's kind of been their push, which is why I believe they are trying to force this on to society as a standard. They want us to be relying on it. Which is uh, like, I'm all about like technologies that help us and compliment us, but the reliance on shit. I don't like that. I, I can't, I'm not a farmer. I, I wish that I were like a great farmer and I could like pick out, you know, what's uh, healthy and poisonous and what, but I, but I can't. I, I do read about it and study it and try to get better at it, but that's like, a, um, for me, that's a vulnerability. I don't like it. I don't like that if everything collapsed, that I, I don't feel like I could confidently go live in the wilderness. I, I think that I would figure it out along the way, uh, but I, I would be scared. And, and it's because of that that reliance on the uh, technological society that's built up. Not not saying we need to get rid of the technological society. I, I believe now, that now that I'm older, you know, when you're all these things we learn when we're older, we're like, man, if we just knew this when we were younger, we just <laughs> I guess that's how life works. Uh, but like, I think it can complement. Uh, I just think we need to to recognize what some of these technologies will take away from us, because the dependence takes away uh, uh, survivability. Because there's no technology that is infinitely perfect that's always going to be there. So every time we adopt some new tech, become dependent on it, we lose that level of survivability once all of that stuff collapses and we become more vulnerable. Now, if we can like fucking check ourselves and make sure – and it's hard, man, because everybody's got to work. Everybody's busy. It's just it, – everything's hard sometimes. Uh, but like – yeah, I'm going to maximize this technology, but while, while I'm doing that, I'm also going to make sure I know how to do this fucking thing that I've always done that I'll continue to do if this shit collapses. It's starting to feel like one of my uh, um, one of the, one of the uh, rambling tangent streams that I do on, on Locals from time to time. Every now and then, I'll do a, 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 just a wild, like, improv exercise on uh, a live stream on locals just to to get my mind going and and get some ideas out there. This is starting to feel what that feels like. I am actually going to go to bed now. 
after I check what you guys are saying here. Um, I already said it earlier. Remember when the government was telling everybody to learn to, yeah, dude, learn to, yeah, learn to code shit, dude, learn to code. And then you will lose your coding job from chat GTP. Actually learn to code chat GTP. Learn to be the assistant of chat GTP. People have things from lace. People have things to bring to the table and not everyone will, will cultivate food. So like about that shit, about like everybody, like if we're in like a survivalist situation here, what, what can you do? What can you do? You want to be the person who like is valuable. Uh, and society has conditioned people to believe they're, they're invaluable. That's a problem. That's like a problem with the, the way people feel about themselves and probably a factor in the suicide rate as well as people don't believe themselves worth anything because they're judging their worth based on these check boxes of this makes you good in society. When in reality, most of those check boxes are actually pretty disconnected from what it actually takes to do a good job at things and to help people and, and to um, to definitely thrive and survive. There's not a, a successful entrepreneur on the planet that followed those fucking rigid checkboxes. Not one of them. Because you don't... Those don't let you exceed. Those don't let you fucking thrive. You don't fucking break the glass ceiling by following the fucking standard that keeps you in check. Yet you're also told that if you don't follow that standard by society, that you, uh, you're made to feel, maybe not told, but you're made to feel like you're not worth something. And this goes back to the problem of thinking that we have to rely on these things outside of us to discover our, self -wor our self-worth and our ability to, to survive. The ability to survive and thrive in society, in reality, unless you're just living in the woods by yourself, is, is about, in a civilization, it's about what you have that you can apply to help other people, to help them get what they want, need, and desire. And you match skill sets with each other, and bam, you have a, a, um, a business relationship of sorts. Here's how I can help you. Let me communicate this to you. If we spent more time, and of course the schools aren't going to do this, but if, if they spent more time, instead of telling children all of the things they don't have and must get if they are to succeed, because that's where the fucking inequality comes, right? Because who can afford certain things versus who can't? Who can afford a tutor? Who can afford to go to college? That creates all the fucking problems they say they must fix. How about instead we say, you know what? We're going to evaluate you. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play because that's what they used to do with hunters and gatherers. They used to, children used to develop their skills and play. And they will cultivate them. We're going to take what you have and we are going to maximize that, cultivate it, and help you apply that to the world in a way that can help other people that is ultimately going to help you be financially stable, survive, and have a wonderful life. Instead of convincing people that what they have is nothing, we show them that what they have is everything, and it's already inside of them, and it's just now up to them to cultivate it, and then you give them a path to do that. I don't know what a curriculum is for that. But I know it's not, hey, fuck everything inside of you. You have to get this. It doesn't start that way. It starts the other way. It's everything inside of you is wonderful. You just need to discover it, maximize it, and apply it to the world. I'm going to go to bed on that. That sounded, that sounded good in my mind. I'll probably listen back tomorrow and shake my head. <laughs> and never do a three-and-a-half-hour show again. But anybody who listened to this, uh, props. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. You guys are funny. You guys are fun. And, and, and God, I, I keep reading the comments and I want to stick around. I got to go to bed.
right. Thanks, Rob Attaway. Thanks, uh, Rob Rob. Th- thanks, Lacey. Yeah. I love it. I mean, good stuff. I mean, I feel like I wish we were like at a bar together, uh, having a few beers and continuing this discussion. I think it'd be a lot of fun, but I will talk to you guys next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.